deep in London's beating heart lies a wall. A lock door it be if you know the call. For if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see. Cause the wizard world is opened up as has the Griffin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shrieking Shack. This is a Harry Potter reread podcast for Laps fans. I am your host, ZC. And I'm Liz. And Liz. Uh, a lot of buzz out there this week. Here um, we go again. Here, here we go again. Um, we've we've kind of always had uh some sort of like mystical hold over the, the universe. We're sitting on ley lines or something. Mm-hmm. Where Harry Potter news always happens after the episode comes out. Yes. Um, and and that I think has uh, that's that's escalated. You know, uh, mm-hmm. over the years we have done the show, um, but 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 this past week things escalated to uh, maybe the most bizarre point they have ever escalated to, uh, mm-hmm. and every every it's the talk of the town. What 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 what's going on? What happened? What's what what's going on with old old Joe? This week, yeah, have we've had an international incident. <laughs> Harry Potter has caused or been involved in an international incident uh, in the news. Uh, one Vladimir Putin, perhaps, uh, may, maybe people have heard of him. Um, uh, you know, kind of a in, infamous guy at the moment. Um, gave a speech about how criticizing russia is cancel (laughs) culture and likened himself to jk rowling in like sort of a defense of her like like yeah i'm I'm just like joe uh who we all canceled yeah who we all love uh i feel like it is a pretty self-evidently bizarre thing to say um right uh, but it comes on the heels it's honestly like like that is not the part I, i i think is interesting about this story um, it's her response to it, right? Uh, sure. Because she is, you know, as famous and or perhaps infamous as she is at this point, uh, you know, as as billionaire author. I feel like getting name checked by like, uh, uh, you know, wor- world enemy number one at the moment <laughs> is like a weird would be a strange experience for anyone. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> perhaps perhaps cause for reflection. <laughs> You know, no, I, absolutely not. <laughs> when you don't have any kind of like congruent <laughs> beliefs, <laughs> you know, like what at what point do you have do you have reflection? Right. Yeah. Yeah. You no, don't. No. At no point is she going to look at herself and go like, "Didn't I used to be like a you know a labor like a like you know like a like a liberal labor person." I used uh, to be a lib. I used what to be has a, happened to a me? Lib. Why, why, why is this all happening? No, in, instead she just sort of like turned it into like a dunk uh, about like, uh, sir, sir, I don't think you're the expert to be talking about cancel culture, which is sort of like, it's a very funny thing to say when it's like, that's, that, that is also what everyone else is saying, but like about her, <laughs> you know? Right, like, right. Like, like, well, why do you think, I don't know. Um, I'm mostly disappointed in the mainstream news coverage of this because yeah. literally it all that was all it took for the for like CNN to post like like JK Rowling sla- like claps back at 
Vladimir Putin. Like, they just went yeah. right back to that, which is disappointing, I suppose. It, it's a weird throwback to when uh, J.K. Rowling had, you know, could do no wrong in the media's right. eye, right? And it was yeah. just like, oh, every time Trump said something and she clapped back. Uh, Epic dunk from J.K. Rowling on Donald Trump. The, the difference is that Trump never, like, responded to her. Uh, so this is like a like a weird moment for her, right? Because it's like the same fit her, you know, same same uh, uh, thing happening. Just uh, this time, this time the the person on the other end actually knows her name, you know? Yeah. Which is, which is yeah. A, again, perhaps uh, perhaps cause for reflection. But if you know, if Republican politicians, if Scottish anti-trans uh, uh, activists. Uh, uh, behaving insanely would not sway her. Of course, this wouldn't either, right? Um, mm -hmm. I'm tired of it. <laughs> I, yeah, I yeah. mean, like, what is there to say? I, I feel yeah. like I'm. I <laughs> I wish I had something uh, to say, but it's kind of like, where do you go from here? Yeah, I mean, like, uh. You know, everyone listening knows it sucks. You know it sucks. I know it sucks. Uh, we can't do anything about it, you know? Um, right. Uh, uh, you know, I, uh, we, we, we can't uh, snap our fingers and make her disappear as much as I might like to do that. That is just not within our power. Um, right. But we can talk about something else that sucks instead. Mm, I love to talk about things that suck. We love talking about things that suck. <laughs> um, we, it's, it's time to take a little detour, I think. Yeah, uh, fuck Harry Potter. I'm sick of this shit. Si uh, who cares? Stupid little wizard guy. Don't give a shit. Even if yeah. she wasn't problematic who who cares loser dweeb yeah yeah i mean lame. it's been it's been like three years i'm sick of it yeah absolutely you know what's fucking cool what vampires spooky spooky uh we read the first chapter of twilight this week <laughs> <laughs> here we are here we are uh, I, can't, I guess we can't say a reread podcast for <laughs> yeah for for non-fans right yeah we'll have to come up with a with a new intro for that if, if we you know if we stick with this um mm -hmm. i've never read twilight this is this is the first for me well um, what a delight yeah yeah i uh i i, I will be reading something new uh, uh for this which is uh, taking a bite of that apple Ooh, that's good i like that mm -hmm. um but uh you know n nonetheless twilight has been so um present you know in 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 my in my life uh even without having ever read it i i i think it'll still there, there's some interesting context for me going into this stuff um yeah and i'm sure for you as well uh you know having read it but also both of us are uh you know from not literally forks but we we are in I, i'd say like we're in the the you know the the blast zone for twilight here right like we are in, in the pacific northwest uh, oh yeah i mean and also there is quite a bit of like other t like twilight locations that are all in the pacific northwest if you mm -hmm. drive through kalama there's a big sign in a twilight themed 
uh, like coffee shop or something because I think that it was mentioned in the books once. Um, <laughs> there's stuff in Port Angeles, uh, which is where uh, spoilers they go and like shop for a prom dress or whatever. <laughs> um, so it is all around us, lurking outside of the metaphorical window. <laughs> it is. It is. You know. Even, you know. Because I. I. You know. I. I spent the early earliest part of my life in England. So. So Harry Potter sort of has like a nostalgic uh feel in that sense to me but this is much more potent because it's like this this is like a couple hours drive you know from where where i spent a lot of my childhood right yeah we could go we could go to the twilight forever festival in forks washington (laughs) we could go to forks we could we could like take i've been to forks how about that forks i guess i've driven like past it yeah i've driven i've driven through it i think yeah absolutely i've not i've not like visited but yeah it's tangible um which which makes the uh sort of like the pop culture stuff around it that much more interesting because like i you know i I don't think twilight ever really um it was it was not the same uh, uh uh level of success as harry potter was but it felt like the next big thing at the time for sure and i think part of i think that was sort of amplified by where we experienced it you know oh for sure um i i think that twilight is such like a stroke of marketing genius mm-hmm. um and i can't help but feel that from a publishing perspective um they saw harry potter do numbers right yeah mm-hmm. and they're like how do we do that again <laughs> You know, and I don't think that has much to do with Twilight, the novel. I think this is a marketing scheme. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I, I think I think I, I, taking a look at, like, the, the wiki and sort of, like, uh, oral histories and stuff of Twilight, I think it's clear that the big difference between the two of them is that uh, the people who made Twilight happen, you know, and, and, and put Stephanie Meyer's book out there knew exactly what they had or or hope knew what they hoped they had um, right i think a really easy point of comparison is you know the the old the old apocryphal story about jk rowling is that you know she got like a three thousand pound advance or even uh-huh. maybe it was like a one thousand pound advance it was like nothing for the first mm-hmm. book right mm-hmm. um uh stephanie meyer had an agent who nearly managed to get her a million dollar advance for the first book uh, yeah which i think as the wikipedia says is a very unusual amount for a first time author yes yeah yeah and you know they, they eventually settled on like seven hundred and fifty thousand, but still nonetheless uh, absolutely absurd uh, <laughs> uh amount of money for a first time uh, uh author but but you know the whoever was working on that knew uh what they wanted right which was something that they could market easily and and make that money back uh, and then some yeah um do you think that uh with the success of harry potter um which i think in some ways sort of rocketed um fantasy and the idea of who reads fantasy into like a um uh like a general audience rather than a genre audience. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that they like looked at other genres and said like, okay, well, romance novels, mm-hmm. they are like, have a niche audience, right? Are not 
are not thought of in a way outside of that section at the at the bookstore. What if we find that appeal and we sell it to everyone? Because that's the impression yeah. that I get from this. Yeah, I I I really wonder because I I think I think Harry Potter is kind of one of those things that you could sort of. Uh, uh, categorize under the like the four pillar success thing right which is that it, it kind of has a, an audience of everyone where mm-hmm. it's like uh, uh and, and this is purely speaking in like cynical demographic terms right like marketing terms but sure. but it but it appeals to uh, uh uh to men to women to young people to old people right like it's 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 a it's a it's a it's a massive smash with a, with a broad audience um, and I think Twilight might have been a success because it drilled down a little further, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, because it because it is, uh, much more so than Harry Potter. I I think specifically aimed at women. Um, yeah. As as the audience, mm-hmm. whereas Harry Potter, I mean, obviously Harry Potter had a very large audience of women. Um. But but this feels so much more specifically geared. Again, talking in very cynical marketing person terms, right? Sure. Like 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 it's a romance. Uh, it's from a lady's perspective. It's for girls, right? Like like that's that that's the kind of thing I can imagine mm-hmm. uh, uh, on the whiteboard, right? Uh, was they're negotiating like, can we spend a nearly a million dollars on this book? Um, uh, but. But I so I I think I think that might be part of it. Is that it, it? It is it is absolutely someone looking at the success of Harry Potter and going like, can we get a piece of that? You know, can we can we slice off like the part of it that's like fantasy readers and women, right? Uh, and, and 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 cater to that that still quite large segment of that unheard of size audience uh, specifically. Hey, they did it. I I can't <laughs> yeah. I can't say anything other than like stunning success on that mm-hmm. on that front, right? It hasn't had the staying power of Harry Potter. People no. don't have like Team Edward in their like Twitter bios anymore. Right. You know, it's y- the Hufflepuffs have lived on. Mm-hmm. Uh, team Team Jacob has not. Yeah, there will not be a Twilight AAA game anytime soon. That's such a bummer. <laughs> Can you imagine? What It'll kind of game sick. would that be? Well, I so so the thing is, I, I I know what like what I want the game to be. Yeah, which which is that like I would want like an isometric RPG, right? With like oh, maybe, where you like go around and like it's like very dialogue heavy. Yeah, may, maybe it's even more like a little Harvest Moon or like Stardew Valley or something. Where it's like oh. you have you have to go to school, you have to build you know build relationships with these characters or whatever uh, i was picturing more like like a very text heavy like infinity engine game oh, like planescape fuck. torment like you're yeah. like going around and like talking to people and it's just like like really really dialogue heavy. disco elysium but for yes. vampire yeah yeah <laughs> and you're just clicking you're just clicking around in forks yeah. you're uh scrolling the map you must gather your party before venturing forth maybe it's like yakuza it's like oh it all th- yeah, we do forks and you know uh, 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 very detailed <laughs> forks yeah uh, uh, and, and uh, the story just takes place in this little town yeah i can see it yeah but but uh but that's never you know that that is not the level of success that twilight is anymore the uh, it came and went uh in, in a way that most things do like that's certainly not uh uh, like 
criticism, right? It's just that it, it was the first thing post Harry Potter that felt like it was maybe um, in the same lane. And I think the real answer is it kind of wasn't, right? Like, Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, like, it's it's a wildly successful series, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but there's this weird, like, I wouldn't even think of bringing up Harry Potter other than this, like, weird false rivalry that it has right. with it, right? That was, yeah. the, that was the thing is that there was, like, a, a Harry Potter fans trying to like justify their own like of harry potter at like because it's better than twilight mm-hmm. it's a it was a very like looking down on the on the twihards as they said yeah yeah all of that stuff is so interesting the <laughs> it's a real uh it's a very interesting time to look back at like culturally um because this is sort of at a it, it, the perfect slice of like pop feminism really wasn't as big as it is now right like Mm -hmm. like uh uh this is this is this is well before that that sort of became like the default lens to look at pop culture through Mm -hmm. but so much of the language around the criticism of twilight at the time is coming from either that per- it, 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 twilight is such an interest it's it's like it's like it, it caused frenzy damage to everyone like it was just this <laughs> object did. that everyone looked at and got mad at mad about yeah. um and and not even for like illegitimate reasons it's just that it it it, it, it is uh wild to look back at it and see like okay so there was feminist literary criticism uh uh f- about its portrayal of relationships and of women and and, and whatnot uh, there was criticism from like more culturally conservative people saying like, oh, this is a, you know, this is a, a vile, uh, inhuman romance that is, you know, indoctrinating our children into like godlessness. Right. Like it, uh-huh. it, 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 it really just riled everyone up. Um, which is, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Everyone was very riled by this. Yeah, it's the marker from Dead Space. You just look at it, and everyone starts going nuts, and in in whatever <laughs> whatever they believe, it is like reflected back at them negatively through this book. Um, and and I think because of that, you get some very interesting dated criticism of it. I mean, like like we 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 both gravitated to the Stephen King quotes about it, right? <laughs> yeah, who also is comparing it to Harry Potter. Yeah. Which it, like the Harry Potter rivalry is so weird. Like the way people talk about it, it's like these are the only two these are the first novels ever written. <laughs> these are like, the two like, books that exist. The first novel ever written was Harry Potter and the second was Twilight. And so everyone <laughs> is like, "Hmm, which one's better?" And even Stephen King did that. He's written books. Yeah, but but the the best part of it too is that Stephen King is coming at it simultaneous yeah, simultaneously uh like giving props to JK Rowling. I mean, you know, what a, what an amazing author she is. And then also giving some honestly kind of very sexist critiques of Twilight, like yeah, like oh you know it's terribly written, but it you know it huge huge air scare quotes around this. Uh, it plays well to its audience, you know. Like, oh, these these dumb broads, they love it, right? So, so Stephanie's so smart for 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 
for tricking them. Ah, like it's so funny. Like, thank how... you, Stephen. Why is he always saying stuff? <laughs> He's, I guess he's, uh, besides J.K. Rowling, he is, like, the author, right? Like, he's the author everyone knows, so I guess he just, just gets, you know, asked about books. Like, hey, <laughs> tell, what do you think about him book? about everything and he just answers? <laughs> Can I get a quote about book, please, Mr. Mister King? You've written book before. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was like, it was, it, it, it so much of the, the criticism vacillated between, like, either if you're a woman reading this will make you stupid or uh, if you're a woman, you're stupid for liking it. It is what so much of the criticism of this. And, it, and it's such a pre, like I said, pre pop feminism sort of coloring everyone's understanding of cultural critique. No mm-hmm. one really knew what to do. With, <laughs> no one really knew what to do with this in the public space. Like, how do I talk about this without, <laughs> like, like the, the the criticized Twilight without saying something insane about what you believe about women challenge, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's I I agree. It is frenzy damage for sure. <laughs> frenzy damage for a pretty unremarkable book. Yes, that is that is the key thing. I I think that uh, another thing to consider going into this is that i i think that uh we you know obviously we are not the first people to observe that the response to this book was very strange right mm-hmm. um, and uh i think that it is very tempting therefore to sort of overcorrect on, on it and go like well actually it was good right um <laughs> yeah there's there's been a little <laughs> bit of that uh floating around yeah it's why twilight ap- uh, apologism uh, as as sort of uh, it, it exists right mm-hmm. um and uh, that that makes it really difficult to read it for the first time because i just have so many expectations and pre-existing context for like what this thing is what everyone thought about it what what cultural cr- critiques of it looked like I would not be surprised if Twilight for a lot of people was their first time encountering and considering like political arguments about a story, right? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe, and and who knows how earnest you know that that's the thing I I, I kind of wonder about is like when 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 Harry Potter fans were like, oh you know Twilight sucks because it's uh, it hates women or whatever how earnest was that criticism you know like like how real were they being or 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 is that just like an easy one to reach for that sounds bad i i have yeah it's like you have people with very different motivations making the same criticism mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which i think is interesting right yes, but yeah. i but i do agree that um i think that this probably was some people's like first uh encountering like kind of coming up with why something is bad in a book right mm-hmm. like i mean the the easy one to reach for this is an abusive relationship mm-hmm. um and i think that if you're encountering that for the first time that's the first time you're going to have that question is that bad to yeah. read in a book you know mm-hmm. and i'm not saying one way or the other just that that's like the first time that you're going to have that question totally yeah yeah, and 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 especially because this is a book uh, with a younger intended audience. Um, yep. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I think that also kind of colors people's uh, uh, reactions to it. Um, and no, so, not only you know, you have the 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 older 
uh, uh, more opinionated people feeling very strongly about it because it's aimed at young people. And then you also have young people who, like we say, are maybe grappling with these reactions to a story for the first time uh, or, or reading these reactions from other people for the first time and like incorporating that into their, their own understanding of stories um, and the story in particular and like their criticism of it or defense of it for the first time. Right. So it's a very interesting flashpoint, I think for a lot of that kind of discourse, um, which makes it very difficult to go in uh, for for a first time, because I just like all I know about, about twilight really is one, uh, it takes place in Forks, Washington, which is very close to where we live. Um, yes. Uh, someone, someone at my high school was an extra in the first movie. Oh, cool. Yeah, like, 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 just, just really, it was really close. I was really close to Twilight stuff, even if I didn't read it at the time. Um, yeah. It was, it was huh. just like unescapable. Uh, um, and the other thing I know about it is that every, <laughs> everyone had something to say about it. Um, absolutely and I, and they I did. know what all those things are mm-hmm. and so with that shall we shall we dive into the first chapter yeah uh, let's do here? it um with all of that said my main reaction about to this first chapter is i kind of liked it <laughs> <laughs> now I, I mean, that's like sort of the thing right because i when i my memory of reading it the first time was that I didn't think it was good. I was never like, mm-hmm. wow, this is really good. It was like, I can't stop reading it. Yeah. It, um, I would certainly not call it, <laughs> like, great or anything, right? Mm-hmm. And even in this very first chapter, I can absolutely see the seeds of the cultural critique. Like, I'm not far enough, really. Like, I, I don't, I haven't read anything about Edward other than, like, his his character introduction, and, and I don't know anything about, like, the vampire lore yet. Um, but I can still, you know, just in, like, the general attitudes the book has, like, I can see, like, oh, this is, this is where this problem is going to rear its head, right? Like, I, I can totally see where these criticisms are coming from. Sure. Um, but the really, really surprising thing about this which i was just so unprepared for was the style it was written in mm-hmm. and it is so compelling to me um mm. because it is this is a fucking noir novel yeah this is the 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 tight first person incredibly purple descriptions of everything uh it is so like like I I I was reading this for the first couple of pages. I was reading it in like Max Payne's voice or something. Mm-hmm. It's so corny, but in yeah. a, in a, in such a stylish way that I couldn't help but be charmed by it. Yeah, and now isn't that interesting that that your takeaway from it is oh this this is like a noir novel and i do agree with you right like it's mm-hmm. it's like very internal and it's like i was smoking my last cigarette when yeah. the, when a pretty broad walked in the front like it's very like that right <laughs> yes, but but 100%. i think that, that that was the that was the low hanging fruit of the criticism but it wasn't oh, this is like a noir novel, this is very internal, all this stuff. It was like, you're stupid if you read this because the <laughs> writing is bad. I, so so I, I have like a little comparison to make here. Sure. So this is from Twilight. Mm-hmm. Charlie was waiting for me with the cruiser. This I was expecting too. 
Charlie is police chief swan to the good people of Forks. My primary motivation behind buying a car, despite the scarcity of my funds, was that I refused to be driven around town in a car with red and blue lights on top. Nothing <laughs> slows down traffic like a cop. So... <laughs> that rocks. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, where have I read this before? Now, here's the introduction to the famous noir novel The Big Sleep by Raymond Chandler. It was about 11 o'clock in the morning, mid-October, with the sun not shining and a look of hard, wet rain in the clearness of the foothills. I was wearing my powder blue suit with dark blue shirt, tie, and display in a handkerchief, black brogues, black wool socks with dark blue clocks on them. I was cl neat, clean, shaved, and sober, and I didn't care who knew it. I was everything the well-dressed private detective ought to be. I was calling on four million dollars. <laughs> it is so similar. <laughs> Yeah, it really is. And 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 I, I gotta say, I, and, and you know, this is not. This is the first chapter of Twilight, right? So I, I can't obviously can't make a judgment about the whole book here. But just reading this chapter was so delightful, just because I was like, I really like noir fiction, and right. I the last thing I was expecting was for this to feel like a like a like a noir novel. I mm -hmm. it, it just really really caught me off guard. Well, Stephanie Meyer has said, what did she say the genre of this was? It's a romance, horror, uh, suspense, comedy, comedy? Suspe suspense. <laughs> yeah. That, so just tack see, that, on noir to that list. <laughs> that's the part that's so funny to me is, is you know, you, you, you mentioned uh, 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 to me that, like, she cites her influences as, like, Charlotte Bronte and William Shakespeare. Yeah. Which is a really funny thing to say. We're like, no, this is fucking, this is Raymond Chandler. This is James Elroy. Like, what, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is a funny thing now that I'm like thinking about that. That is sort of the, uh, the fan fiction affectation as well. Mm -hmm. um, so it is funny to me because that's sort of also what I read into it. So I'm like, yeah, it's sort of written like fan fiction. And like a noir novel, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's so it's so interesting too that it is. Um, uh, uh, it, it has that that style because noir, quite famously, is like you know one of the biggest like kinds of pulp fiction, sort of like stuff that was aimed at adults and was sort of knowingly even at the time. Uh, uh, salacious, right? Um, mm -hmm. uh, you you knew what you were getting into when you bought a noir novel, right? Like it uh, it kind of did what it said on the on the can. Um, and I so much of of, of Twilight's uh, um, success, I feel I feel is like at odds with that, mm -hmm. and it's so funny. It's like it's it's like you know, noir is very big because it. Uh, it, it became, it sort of like, it was like this rolling snowball of like, uh, of like, you know, the, the books were successful, the magazines were successful. And then, you know, we started getting the, the films and it became very inf influential in film, but like very controversial at the time. Um, yeah. Uh, very, uh, 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 for the time, you know, Frank depictions of violence, uh, kind of like, uh, nihilistic uh, uh conclusions in a lot of stories right like it was it was very um contra uh, 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 it was it was definitely you know there was discourse at the time uh, that noir was big uh, uh -huh. about whether this is 
you know, good. And again, similarly from all angles of attack, right? Like, yeah, uh, uh, you know, there was a lot of, you know, quite rightfully feminist uh, uh, critiques of noir. There's also a lot of like right wing Puritan uh, criticism of noir. Um, yeah. But Twilight is so. Um, was was to kind of going back to the, the conversation we were having about um, marketing it's not marketed like the audience for noir which was adults right like adult men generally right um, for noir whereas this is for teenage girls but yeah. nonetheless like it has the ghost of of noir hanging over it i feel it's so funny like just just not what i expected right and, and i think that like a lot of the time uh, you know bella is seen as sort of like a uh at least some of the criticism seems her uh, seems like she's like a nothing character, right? Mm-hmm. But but I think that she is like a sort of a self insert in the same way that a that a noir p- protagonist Absolutely. is, right? Yeah, like what what she's lacking in character, she is made up for in the sheer amount of um, observation and and like opinion that she has, you know. So 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 like to, to give a brief summary of this chapter. Um, she drives to the airport with her mom, uh, flies from Phoenix to Forks, Washington, uh, meets her dad, goes to school for the first day. That's it. Like, that's all that happens in this. Yeah. Um, but the story is much more, as, as we keep saying, like, very I- internal. She has an opinion about every single little detail. Um, yeah. She's walking around thinking about stuff that she's yeah. seeing. Uh huh. Yeah. Like you know, she she's commenting on you know it's 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 green. It's like another planet. It's too too much green here. Um, <laughs> she has comments on you know how all the other girls dress. She has a lot to say about the uh, the translucency of her own skin, which is a very funny interesting. Scene. Um. Yeah. Uh. But but you know like I guess she's not um an active character in fact in fact i would say she is like one of the most passive characters because uh whenever she does something or speaks aloud it suddenly stops being noir (laughs) like (laughs) like in her head she is a raymond chandler character right um when she has to interact with another person she's either crying or uh I think we've all felt that way. Yeah, my, my that... arguments that I think up in the shower, and yet, and yet, someone tries to argue with me, and I start crying. No, I see. I, so that's the thing, right? Is that like <laughs> I, I don't know how intentional it is reading chapter one of this, uh-huh. right? Um, but I was very charmed by the uh, the dichotomy of like you know her. I mean, like like this is the all this dialogue you have to like imagine someone saying it while like taking a really long drag on a cigarette like under a street light right <laughs> uh-huh. like everything she's just so cynical about everyone she encounters everything she meets she hates the, the, the color of <laughs> the trees among us? <laughs> yeah she, she she has something to say about how like the secretary is, is dressed uh you know how dumb the boy who is like uh, uh, offering to show her around campus is oh um, Mike Newton. Mike Newton, yeah, Mike yeah. Newton. <laughs> she, yeah, she's like you know in her head she's like, 
oh, definitely one of these overeager uh, uh, crowd pleasers looking to uh, flirt with me or whatever. And then when <laughs> she like responds to him, she's like, okay. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, show me around. Um, like, really, you know, very polite and demure. Right. Um, and so, like, I, yeah, I don't know how intentional that is um, or whether it's sort of like a, a putting a square peg in a round hole of like, this is how I know how to write internal monologue versus dialogue. I feel like nothing feels intentional in this. <laughs> yeah. I don't mean yeah. to be mean, but it sort of feels like it just kind of happened. Mm hmm. I can definitely see that. Because <laughs> it is fine. It is so strange. It, 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 she she goes from from like you know, uh, 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 you know, gravel gravelly you know takedowns of uh, of her mom and and dad's like messy divorce or whatever, uh, you know, pontificating on that, and then like crying because a boy like looked at her weird, um, like yeah. getting up from his seat, like yeah, um, but yeah, like like it's 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 almost difficult to describe like what happens in this because because the answer is is not much she goes to school for the first time and uh gets her you know gets her bearings um uh, she gets her truck uh which that that too is a very um stephanie meyer clearly loves cars um and this is like the i think the most uh author insert moment of the whole story is her describing how much bella loves this 1950s chevy (laughs) Um, right. That, that her, old, her old beater truck that we want to talk about in great detail for a it, long I, time. It is, it is three full pages of description uh, of, of both the truck and her reaction to it. Um, and she loves it. Like, she she uh, is so happy that she has this truck. She thinks it looks awesome. It, it She likes how the engine sounds. Uh, she's happy the radio works. Could not be happier with the, with this truck that she had. Um if you go to Stephanie Meyer's website, which I highly recommend, it is it is delightful. Um, you, you can find a lot, out a lot about the cars uh, of the series. There's a whole page dedicated to to the the, the cars featured in Twilight. I, I think that the wiki as well has a lot on the cars. They're the they're the most um, vividly described thing in the whole in the whole chapter uh, because. Something again that feels very um very noirish to me is that it does not the the sense of place is like almost non-existent. Um the 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 events of her getting to the airport in Phoenix and arriving in Washington is like two paragraphs. Like we don't we don't learn anything about like what Phoenix looks like, what the airport looks like or feels like. It is very much like I, we were driving on the highway in Phoenix. I got on the plane. I took a layover to Seattle. Then I had to drive to Forks <laughs> in a taxi. Like just really, really get, you know, we're, we're not here for the setting. We are here for her. We are here for Bella uh, and what she thinks about um, every boy in her class. I mean, yeah. I mean, like the truck thing is a great example too, because um, I, I, one might include the detail of what kind of truck someone drives in a story. Yeah. Because you might take something away from that, right? Mm-hmm. Like it might tell you something about the character. I don't think that the truck, like just knowing that detail, tells you anything about Bella. But I do no. think that, like, it is about what she thinks. 
Yes. About how the tr- the truck, like, what that means to her. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, like the kind of, even if, even if you don't, um know anything or or care at all for cars right i do not it's still really easy visual shorthand for a character right yeah like what kind of car they drive you know uh Uh, um uh i mean it's it's just it's just one of those one of those like cultural signifier things bella getting this truck feels so (laughs) much more like a stephanie meyer thinks this is a really awesome truck thing you know (laughs) like um because it's so vividly described and so um uh 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 like the the character it's the only thing really uh outside of her mom i guess uh 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 it's the only the only time that bella speaks speaks positively about anything is 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 the truck um everything else she has very very cynical thoughts about Uh, she does she does love the truck though yeah, uh, she loves her mom. She loves her truck. Simple life, pretty good. Just a si- just a simple life in Forks, Washington. <laughs> um, yeah, just is it's it, it's it's, I, it, it's this is another thing where I just wonder if if being caught off guard by the style is contributing to my enjoyment of it, but like the the really vague and and sort of alien description of Forks um really worked for me too because like i and i think part of it too because like i know what um rainy rural washington looks like having lived there for you know 13 years or whatever yeah um and uh if the book if the book wasn't filling in those descriptions for me i was and 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 it it feels you know it might as well take place on endor like the the way the trees are are briefly described they sound gigantic and like it's 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 very the 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 visual i have of forks is so uh surreal you know like it's just this permanently wet uh green uh uh rural maze in this story when in reality i know that it's like a little town you drive through it has like a main street there's like a waterfall it's very normal but but it, it feels like a fucking fantasy t- city in this in this story. I feel like this has um, gone around a lot that I'm honestly like, I, I haven't looked it up to even see if it's true, although I assume it is that um, Stephanie Meyer said that um, she literally just like Googled what city or town in the United States has like the most rain <laughs> and picked it because it's like cloudy yeah. So the vampires don't reveal themselves or whatever. Okay. And I guess that that was Forks Washington or at least that's like what she found was the case. That is so but and again, again, there's there there's the there's the noir influence coming in as well, right? Like it's permanently raining. It's permanently yeah. nighttime and cloudy. Yeah. Like it, it it's so such a strong vibe, but I feel um uh that i found quite fascinating um i guess the major thing that happens in this chapter uh is towards the end where bella notices some strange uh uh, teens sitting at a table at lunch um (laughs) they're all she describes them as all being like you know impossibly good looking um 
Uh, and, you know, she kind of asks the person she's sitting with, like, oh, who who are those? Who are those people? And they're like, oh, those are the Cullens. And we get a very long, confusing <laughs> description of like, okay, so they're all the Cullens. They live with Dr. Cullen, but they're not Dr. Cullen's kids because Dr. Cullen is really young. Uh, they're all adopted <laughs> by Dr. Cullen and they all live in the same house. Anyway, my, my, my lunch is over. Bye. Anyway, um, they don't date. <laughs> oh, that's the other. Oh, yes. Yeah. They, yeah. No, they're, nobody dates them. They're, they're just. <laughs> nobody <here>. dates them. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Um, and she's so intrigued because there's one, one of them in particular who is, who is just so stunning. She's like, who, who is that? Who is that handsome boy? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she ends up sitting next to him in uh, biology class uh, or, or whatever. And, you know, she kind of looks at him and monologues to herself uh, in her head about him. Um, but then he kind of gives her the stink eye. And when, <laughs> class... when that happens, <laughs> kind of gives her the stink eye. The bell rings uh, to sig- signal that class is over. And he just like whooshes out of there. Uh, kind of giving, you know, giving her the cold shoulder and she, that makes her cry. She doesn't like that. Yeah, um, that's sad. And she's <laughs> new and shy and yeah. and, the, and the cute boy who doesn't date is rude to her. Yeah. Uh, and so she, you know, she's like, what did I do? You know, what did I do? Did I, is, you know, do I smell? Do, like, what, what's the, what's the problem? And she, you know, she goes back to class and uh, uh, Edward is there talking to the talking to the teacher like can i please get transferred any any other any other period please what a jackass and she's like wow i must have really pissed him off (laughs) that upsets her even more yeah Um, uh and that's kind of all that happens is she you know she she walks in on this uh edward sort of again walks past her uh, says his, his she she says his face was absurdly handsome with piercing hate filled eyes. Uh, hate filled eyes as he passed her. Do you um, just picture Robert Pattinson the whole time? Impossible not to. Yeah, you ha- just have yeah. to, right? Yeah, absolutely impossible not to not to. I mean, he was he was born to play this role. I think <laughs> him and his hate filled eyes. <laughs> um. Uh, so, so he, you know, he, he, uh, 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 brushes past her and she, she leaves to the parking lot and, uh, uh, you know, turns on the truck and again, just starts crying. She's like, oh, what a horrible first day of, of high school for me in, in Noir City, USA. Womp womp. Um, Did she put a CD on? I can't remember. Oh, did, hmm. No, no, she does not. Uh, wow. All she can hear is the roar of the engine of her cool truck. The, the really loud roar of the engine. Yeah, a really cool truck that she's driving. Every, you know, if it wasn't for this mean boy who made her day, first day a little a little shitty, she would still just be really, really into this truck. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, couple, just a couple of small details that don't really fit anywhere in the in the criticism uh you know aspect of this that i I just thought were fun um when she's in english class she's given a reading list and it contains bronte shakespeare chaucer and faulkner interesting Uh, that is a that is a rigorous high school curriculum so 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 she says 
it was fairly basic and that she's already read all of these. I would oh, I wish I got, I wish I got <laughs> to read Chaucer in high school. Like damn, I love Chaucer. <laughs> um They have to take like a whole semester to teach you like one Shakespeare play in high school. <laughs> right, yeah. Or or like if it like you'd have to because you would have to do all the fucking projects. Did you ever to do did you ever have to do like an adaptation of Shakespeare in any of your classes? No. Like, like oh god, we had to do a we had to make make a movie out of a Shakespeare play for one unit. Like that, that sounds like it rocks, actually. Got us that's how they got us interested. And then uh, of course, uh, me and my group we made like a like a gangster movie version. That rocks. I, I think I like failed out of my Shakespeare unit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, I don't it, think it, they did a very good job teaching it. Shakespeare rocks, but like you kind of do have to like get people invested. Uh, what, what better way than to tell them that you get to fuck around with cameras for a week? That'll uh, work. If, if you read it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I think my the last piece I will say about this this first chapter here um, is that, uh, you know, I've, I've been talking up all the um the the noir feel of it and i think the best line here was she's describing the school uh and she says it looked like a collection of matching houses built with maroon colored bricks there were so many trees and shrubs i couldn't see the size of it at first where was the feel of the institution i wondered nostalgically where were the chain link fences the metal detectors <laughs> again you could just it's you could just hear a noir protagonist monologuing this over over some some b-roll right like it's so this is like this is an intense monologue to have to yourself in 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 high school she's like what 17 18 in this book yeah does she just live her life like this it's awesome like like it's it's the part of it that's so like i think we we've we've talked a bit when we were discussing harry potter about how Harry Potter, the early books, when they're still more um, children's booky, is is like uh, uh, part of what what makes them so compelling. I think is that like when you're a kid, Harry is written like an adult, kind of right. Yeah, like he's just he has the quick wit uh, and 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 whatnot of of like a much older character. Mm-hmm. And this is similar, but I think it's kind of the opposite. Where it's like I think I understand why. Twilight was such a success with people who were much older than like the target audience, right? Like, like, like the, you know, the women in their twenties and thirties who made up a lot of like the Twilight fandom, because like this to me, I'm, 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 I'm reading this and I'm like, this is a, this is a a noir protagonist talking. And like, this is a similar case of like the character is acting much older than they are. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. But like, these are the thoughts we remember having about high school for a lot of people right or like the thoughts we didn't have then but if we were there now with all of our knowledge of uh, you know all our, our wizened you know my, my wizened stature as a, as a uh, uh, ancient 30 year old yeah it's sort like, of like a narrativizing of uh, in retrospect of mm-hmm. high school absolutely yeah yeah and so i i i, I relatable is the wrong word but it's like it's almost like it's putting into uh very cool sounding language some of the like kind of nebulous amorphous feelings a lot of people have about high school right like mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a, it's immediately recognizable it's like yeah no i i also hated this shit right like yeah fucking sucked yeah yeah exactly. we all hated mike newton <laughs> well, Mike Newton was always trying to impress us. Yeah. 
<laughs> so yeah, so that's the first chapter of Twilight. What was the chapter called? It was called, God, what was it called? It had a very interesting title, actually, if I remember right. Yeah, it's called First Sight. See, I love chapter titles. Yeah. Yeah. First Sight, Open Book, Phenomenon, Scary Stories. Yeah, these are good chapter titles. Mm -hmm. Um, So I didn't read First Sight from twilight oh no oops i oh, forgot to do oops. the reading uh -oh, um, we have to cancel the podcast fuck what are we gonna <laughs> do cut turn off the recording um <laughs> however i read a different chapter one also called first sight from a different book oh wow this is so that's how that mix-up happened Darn. so i'm like what the heck are you talking about all this <laughs> all this bella stuff who's um, bella i think i did a pretty good job of acting like i'd read it though yeah, yeah. I I have read Twilight. Um, mm -hmm. I read it when it came out. Um, full disclosure: I read Twilight. I read New Moon. I read Eclipse, and I read the first half of Breaking Dawn, and like rage quit the series <laughs> um, about, about there. That's how far I got. Um, but it's time for me to to dust it off. Um, and I read um, Midnight Sun, the first chapter, which is. Um, Twilight reimagined from Edward's perspective. Mm. So this, this is one of three versions of the first Twilight novel that exist. This, by the way, this is why I wanted to do this because, mm -hmm. you know, it's one thing to criticize Twilight, to look back at the Twilight phenomenon. It's, mm -hmm. you know, to make fun of Twilight. I like, I think that that is a rich pain <laughs> that people have been mining for when did it come out 2005, 2005 yeah. so for many many years it is easy to make fun of twilight um but i think that the most interesting thing about this book is that it's been written three times <laughs> yep and not much happens in it so it's like what <laughs> yeah what makes someone write the same book three times to begin mm -hmm. with but like yeah. this one, what's in here, you know? What 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 delights await us from the different perspective of uh, a different character in yeah. Fort Washington? Yeah. So this is a one to one, basically. Um, okay. The whole book isn't one to one as far as like the events and the chapters go, although it maps pretty closely. I think mm -hmm. Edward has a few chapters of his own so it's like it goes like this one's the same chapter two is the same and then he i think he has like an extra chapter between the next couple um and i i don't know this for sure um but i think it might be literally because he doesn't sleep right so yeah, that's like time yeah. that you <laughs> that you have to account for right, because yeah. he's He's a vampire. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. He's got other stuff to do. Though definitely, if we if we stick with this, it, it looks like you found a chart of like how the chapters line up. Yeah, and it looks like like there might be a couple weeks where like you read two and I read one, and vice versa. Yeah, know, to, like, yeah, sort of I make might up ground. I might have to dip back into the original Twilight. <laughs> it's been many years. I don't remember it super well. Um, although like I I am a little advantaged here because not much happens in it right like i yeah I, like and also the movie like i feel like the movie um even though i've never seen it like from start to finish it's so in the culture that i feel mm -hmm. like i know enough about what happens in it 
Um, yeah. So we'll see. Um, and I figure I can help you fill in some of the some of the stuff that's going on yeah. with Edward during all of this. Yeah, because Edward did not not appear uh, much in this chapter. He really. He he. We we saw him having lunch. Um, we saw him sitting next to uh Bella in biology, and um, we saw him uh give her the stink eye on the way out of the classroom. So that's that's kind of it. Yeah. So well, what's it's going a, on in that pretty head of his? It's about thirty-seven pages of him eating in the cafeteria, going to biology class, and going and trying to get transferred out of the class. That is so good. I was curious if we'd get like some sort of lead in, like, oh, he's doing something different before going to school. Nope. No, you nope. you get no other <laughs> other than his internal monologue. There are no extra scenes. There's no extra context. He doesn't go and do anything different, um, <laughs> except for one thing that I'll get to in a little in a little while. Um, literally, the first line is, "This was the time of day when I most wished I was able to sleep." High school, or was purgatory the right word? So we're jumping oh, right in, and he's ooh. sitting in the cafeteria. Um, purgatory. I think that um, Bella is probably more charming as a noir protagonist than Edward. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'm really in for it um, with this <laughs> Edward perspective one. I can only assume that this had zero oversight whatsoever. Um <laughs> It, it's a little frightening. So I'll, I'll start. We have the cafeteria scene, and there's a lot of like vampire lore here. Um, I don't remember. Does Bella like observe his siblings much? So she sees four people sitting, uh, you know, across the way at the at this table alone. Yeah. Um, and she comments that like all of them are insanely hot in different ways. Like she's like, oh, there's <laughs> the big buff one. Yeah. Uh, and there's the like the the kind of femme fatale looking one and then she's like oh and then there's one with like a pixie haircut who's really slender and cute uh and then there's edward who is the hottest boy who has ever existed yeah sort of like a mix of all of them like every he's he's not as muscular he's you know he's not as as petite but he's just sort of like right in the middle he's just right it's like a it's like it's almost like a weird She's doing like a weird uh, uh, Goldilocks, like three and the three bears thing of like, ah, this is this is the hottest one for me. Like, huh. she kind of like hones in on him. Like, ooh, yeah, he's he's the hottest for sure. Well, he's very tormented in this scene. Unfortunately, oh. he's going oh, through no, like Edward. We find out about his special power, um, and in Twilight, which I'm sure you will encounter at some point, all the vampires like have. A special power, right? In mm-hmm. addition to their regular vampire powers, where they're like super strong, can hear really well, and whoosh around really fast. Um, and Edward's a mind reader, um, ah. is his like special power. Um, and he's sitting there tormented because he has the Queenie Legilimens curse. Oh, of course. He can like hear everyone and their inane chattering um Ah. constantly and so he he hates that a lot um and to make matters worse his like adoptive brother jasper um who is one of the one of the very hot people is like worse at not eating people um so he has like this team up with his sister alice where She's reading the future, which is her special vampire power, and Edward is reading 
Jasper's mind while also talking to Alice in their minds about, like, monitoring to make sure he doesn't kill everyone in the cafeteria. <laughs> okay, so this sounds completely insane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah, it is. Oh my god! Yeah, um, it, it, it's it's a mix. My my reaction here is this sounds completely insane, and also like if this was anything but Twilight, mm -hmm. this would be kind of awesome. Like, right. like because what what you're describing to me, I, I I I can I can imagine through the lens of like what I know now, Stephanie Meyer writes like you uh -huh. know, and the sort of things she is interested in, and and, and how she describes stuff. Um, so I know that it's insane. Um, right. But there's a tiny part of me that's like, damn, that sounds like a really cool, like, avant-garde vampire novel where, like, everything is happening all at once. Wow, cool. <laughs> like, it, I mean, it is sort of interesting, right? Because it, yeah. it has it has that same internal thing. Nothing is happening, right? They are, yeah. they are sitting there. In fact, so much so um, that we get the information that vampires don't have to move. Like, they're, mm. they're not human, so they, like, in their resting state would just be, like, completely still in an inhuman way. And right. so the whole time, Edward is, like, describes himself, like, looking at the wall and then remembering to look at a different wall and, like, make, like remembering to breathe so much so that, like, you know, he he has to consciously not look like a statue or whatever right. but but okay. all of this yeah. is happening simultaneously to him having like this psychic conversation like force of will with his like he's adoptive like brother a, he's having like a mind battle he like, is yeah crazy he's also like the worst Edward? like yes like in <laughs> for as much as like Bella is sort of charming and like her cynical viewpoint. He's just mm -hmm. like miserable to follow. I I think this is the effect of like <sighs> he's the romantic object of the story, right? Yeah. And I just don't think he's much of a character. Mm -hmm. But then all of a sudden she's telling everything from his perspective and like here's what he has to say about his sister Rosalie who's like the hot girl, not the one mm -hmm. with the like pixie haircut. She's like the beauty queen uh, right. character. Um, Rosalie was, and this is, he's like reading everyone's minds, right? Rosalie was thinking as usual about herself. Her mind was a stagnant pool with few surprises. She'd caught sight of her profile in the reflection off someone's glasses and she was mulling over her own perfection. No one else's hair was closer to true gold. No one else's shape was quite so perfectly an hourglass. No one else's face was such a flawless symmetrical oval. <laughs> That's really funny because that makes her sound like the most interesting character in the scene. Right? Like like the idea that you would catch your reflection in like someone's glasses and go like, ooh, <laughs> damn, I look good. <laughs> I clean up nice. That's that's really funny. Yeah. Chris. Yeah. He, I mean, he's also just like, it's sort of frustrating reading from his perspective because everything that you have to sort of suspend your disbelief on from the perspective of the high school character doesn't work from his perspective right, right. um yeah. yeah if you're telling a story and there's like a vampire that has to be in high school for some reason to make your story work something about it is just easier to take from the point of view character 
that is in love with the vampire than having the vampire sitting there in high school, but he's like a hundred years old and going like, fuck high school. I hate this place. Is purgatory the right word? And he's just like ripping these high schoolers apart because he's like reading all of their minds. And so he's like, Mike Newton, you simpleton. Like Jessica Stanley, you bitch. Like all that stuff. And it's like, dude, you're like a hundred. Walk, <laughs> yeah, walk out the door. Pick pick out someone your own side. Just right? leave. Like, what are you doing? Um, he describes... Um, so... Everyone is thinking about Bella because um, she's like the new girl in school. Right. So like everyone and he's like reading all of their minds. And she's, he's just like these simpletons. And at some point he describes them as sheep like males. Ah. Um, his the his voice uh, like <laughs> is just... so-called free thinkers when a new student arrives. Yeah, that, <laughs> that is what it's like. It's awful. Um, so he's like not likable whatsoever. Yeah. And I don't think that that is like supposed to be the case. Yeah. I, 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 that's, that was like my first reaction, even without having read twilight when I, when the, the, this version was first announced. Mm -hmm. Cause it's like, there's nothing wrong with having a, uh, you know, mysterious, aloof, uh, uh, you know, emotionally distant object of desire in a novel, uh -huh. but they need to be the object of desire and not a character, right? Because kind of the point of having of like writing a mysterious object of desire is that they are a mysterious object that you desire, right? Like, yeah. As soon as you get like uh, 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 a free pass into their every waking moment or whatever, it really dulls the mystique right and and there's a lot of stuff that you could sort of paper over with um you know suspension of disbelief or uh uh you know just like your own like ooh, what like what do i find mysterious and attractive about this character and you can kind of fill in from there whereas if you get their internal monologue and their perspective it's like suddenly they are just the person that you're getting to know and it's like eh yeah, no. I don't like this person very much. Yeah, unfortunately, exactly. in this case, um, no longer mysterious. Yeah, again, he's the like a hundred year old picking on a bunch of teenagers. Yeah, while <laughs> yeah, just in, leave, man, in a high school cafeteria. <laughs> like what? Like just go. Yeah, it's very yeah. frustrating. Um, yeah, and it's just like. I don't know. It's not fun um, CW drama where it's like, oh, there's the jock Mike Newton, because that just doesn't that just doesn't go down as easy uh, from the vampire <laughs> character. Um, right. I'm curious. Did you encounter um, Angela, the character yet? Not. Um, oh, God, let me double check. So so I, I maybe. But if, if it was, she did not. Um, Make an impression. Uh, make an impression. Was that who she was talking to at lunch? I think that was Jessica Stanley. Oh, one. Okay, so one of my new acquaintances who considerately, uh, considerately reminded me that her name was An Angela ah. Biology Two with me. Uh, we walked to class together in silence. She was tired, uh, shy too. So she she exists, but she has not really uh, done much. Uh, yet <laughs> that's very funny because so edward goes through this list and it's i think the effect is supposed to be like he's you're supposed to get like a window into his torment which is just like hearing high schoolers and hearing their like internal thoughts constantly that you can't tune out and so it goes through this sort of like quick 
little snippets of everyone's like that he's hearing and so you get mm-hmm. like mike newton you get jessica there's like three or four other names that happen that i don't think our characters were ever going to see again um but one of them was angela and she's literally thinking in her head i bet she's nervous i'm shy too like her <laughs> so <laughs> So they're kind of thinking the same thing, reflected back (laughs) at each other. I don't think that Angela comes back ever, to my recollection. Weird. But that was sort of a weird one. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. That's Mm -hmm. so... (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah, no, she, she, like, introduces herself, uh, but, like, not in the moment. Like, Like, Bella recounts like oh yeah this person introduced themselves to me right Right. um uh and then she uh is in biology class with with the two of them she's not she she did not as clearly evidenced by the fact that i completely forgot that she was mentioned she was not (laughs) someone who made any sort of impression on bella or me right uh, reading it yeah um uh, to wrap up the cafeteria scene, the big reveal that happens is that Edward can't read Bella's mind. Um, so he's like, what's that about? I've never not been able to read someone's mind before. Um, mm. And his like first thought is like, oh, uh, maybe my powers are going away. Um, I think it would have been cool if he was like worried that she because he's like, I've never not been able to read a human's mind before. And I think it would have been cool if he was like, what is she then? Um, right. But She's that like, oh, doesn't is, happen. Is, is she another vampire? Is she a werewolf? And <laughs> I guess I guess we get werewolves eventually. But yeah, like he, he surely that would set off a red flag in the 100 year old vampire's head. Like, huh? Yeah, he's more Perhaps like this oh, is another creature. Oh, I guess I'm getting old or something. <laughs> Which, yeah, you are. You're 100 years old and you're in a cafeteria. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and here's his description of her. Um, her skin was so translucent, it was hard to believe it offered her much defense from the outside world. I could see the rhythmic pulse of blood through her veins under the clear, pale membrane. All of the descriptions of Bella's skin are very strange. Um she also describes her skin as translucent once in the in the in in the first chapter. Um, yeah, and there's a. I think this is maybe like the most uncomfortable part of 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 the first chapter. Uh huh. Whiteness is a big part of it. Like like physically, she is describing her whiteness a lot and the whiteness of the vampires. Yeah, and how, and how pretty it is, right? Uh huh. How, how desirable it is to have, um like perfect white ivory skin right mm-hmm. um and like she she kind of has like a slightly negative view of her own because she you know she describes herself as like see-through um and sort of like there's this moment where she talks about like what she thinks she should look like uh-huh um which which i think is the moment where like this this di- like disguise this um description like makes the most sense to like uh, in its terms of like character building where she says like oh you know i'm from phoenix i should be tan and blonde you know (laughs) i should be like a cheerleader or whatever yeah i don't look i don't look the part um but as it as it continues like there's this moment where she says like oh i'm so white i'm so pale i'll (laughs) i you know i'm not gonna stick out here in forks washington yeah and it's like "Uh uh-huh 
Yeah. <laughs> so that that is, and and I know none none of it has appeared. You know the, the uh, um uh this this far into the into the novel just yet, but I I know that the uh perhaps the racial politics of Twilight are not fantastic from what I have heard. Um, yeah. But it's, it was very uncomfortable just reading all these, all these, uh, these descriptions about like, Oh, like, Oh, they're so pretty and white. And I, I fit right in cause I'm white and I'm so white. It's like, uh-huh. Okay. Let, this is a little weird. Can we examine this or move past it, please? Either. Absolutely either or, not. Really? No, no. She's going to keep saying it. She's going to keep, keep on talking about how, how white everyone is. I guess the um, saving grace is that the um, actual language that's used here is so absurd. Um, because right. I just picture that there, I can like see her guts through her pa- the pale yeah. membrane of her skin. Membrane is not a word I would ever use to describe someone I was like attracted to. Right? Like that's such a nasty, nasty word. Yeah, it's, I, it's so scientific. There, I, I don't know if you have this because I assume that Bella is more just like, oh, who's that hot guy? Um, but Edward is very like, there's a lot of, I want to say like erotic language. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously he is like looking at people and being like, I want to suck your blood, right? Right, yeah. But it, yeah, like he's very, um, yeah. He, he's talking in the language of desire about peop- everyone, right? Yes, like, and the, especially the, the Bella. Them. Yeah. Um, except it is, it's like, it goes through the motions of sounding like it is very erotic, um, but it is like grotesque because it it's like erotic, but then it veers into clear pale membrane. Mm-hmm. It's bizarre. I guess, I guess if you think about it, if it was more deliberate, or, you know, I guess if you want to be very charitable, maybe it is deliberate. Um, like, that's an interesting way for, like, a vampire to talk about, like, desire, right? Mm-hmm. Like, someone, you know, this hundred-year-old monster going, like, oh, yeah, this person's really hot. They they have, like, a membranous skin and I want to <laughs> eat them, right? Like, that kind of works, God, I, I wish guess, it or, was or, like that. Exactly, right. Like, it's not, there's not enough of it to feel deliberate, right? Well, it doesn't um, help that it sort of trips over itself in the description. Like, some of the stuff, I'm just like, why wasn't this edited? Um, one of them, I, I didn't write it down, but it describes the flow of the pulse. And I'm like, I feel like that's like mixing up two different ideas because the pulse isn't the right isn't the blood flow. It's like, which is like, I know it's like super duper nitpicky, but at any time where it tries to go for this like very like flowery sort of like grotesque language, it's just like falling on its face at the same time with like the words that it's using. Yeah. Do you want to hear what Bella describes, how, how she describes the vampires? Yes, like, please. Yeah. Because I, I would say that it is similar. It's not maybe not quite as grotesque, but it is definitely like clinical. Yeah. If that makes sense. Uh, they didn't look anything alike. Of the three boys, one was big, muscled like a serious weightlifter with dark curly hair. Another was taller, leaner, but still muscular and honey blonde. The last was lanky, less bulky, with untidy bronze-colored hair. He was more boyish than the others, who looked like they could be in college or even teachers here rather than students. <laughs> Why are they in high school? Yeah, Just not leave. a not a great cover story, guys. The girls were opposites. The tall one was statuesque. She had a beautiful figure, the kind you would see on the cover of Sports Illustrated. 
uh, the kind that made every girl around her take a hit on her self-esteem just by being in the same room. That's what I highlighted as another great noir line. Yeah. Right? Like, just very cynical, flicking my cigarette away and saying that, right, type of line. Oh, for sure. Her hair was golden, gently waving to the middle of her back. The short girl was pixie-like, thin in the extreme, with small features. Her hair was a deep black, cropped short, and pointing in every direction. And yet they were all exactly alike. Every one of them was chalky pale, the palest of all the students living in this sunless town. Paler than me, the albino. They all had very dark <laughs> eyes, despite the range in hair tones. They also had dark shadows under those eyes, purplish, bruise-like shadows. And as if they were suffering from a sleepless night or almost done recovering from a broken nose. So it's like, it's very, it, it, it almost doesn't feel like the language of attraction, honestly. It's like very uh, uh, clinical, descriptive, um, still very cynical still, right? Like, yeah, it's like almost a little grotesque. Yeah. Grotesque in the way that like something clinical is grotesque outside of a clinical setting right it feels detached right like like i i think the 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 detective novel tone is really in full swing here where it's like even if this is meant on stephanie meyer's part to be like her describing some very attractive people mm -hmm. it, it it implies distance and like measuring up these characters right rather mm -hmm. than talking about how personally she finds them very attractive mm -hmm. um uh like it's like she's it's like she's describing a perp in a notebook or something right like very, yeah yeah very matter of fact interesting well um i guess we're going to biology class next um, All right. And oh, the whirlwind plot of Twilight taking us to so many exciting places. This is honestly like the worst shit I've ever read in my life. <laughs> like, like, yes. like, really, really awful. This uh, is my first, like, this is the first chapter and I'm already like, letting her write this was extremely ill-advised. Um, <laughs> because like, for as much as like the original Twilight, you know, you could say romanticizes abusive relationships. Mm -hmm. Yep. I like I I agree with that. Um <laughs> yeah, that's totally. pretty self-evident. Um this veers into like complete it's completely unhinged. Um mm -hmm. I I don't think I think that someone could tell this story and I don't think it's Stephanie Meyer. Um right. <laughs> there's something deeply uncomfortable. So he goes to class, right? And he's, like, sitting at a table, and he kind of has this... I mean, again, it's all, like, internal monologuing, so he's, like... Even the humans, do, like, don't know that we're vampires. They can, like, sense that there's something, like, dangerous about us and will unconsciously, mm -hmm. like, sort of stay away from us. Um, Bella walks in, and there's, like, no seats left. So she goes and sits next to Edward, and he, like, is already kind of mad because he can't like here he's like why is my power not working i can't read her mind um and then he like smells her right and the monster awakens mm. and i am not joking what i'm saying that it is like five or six pages of him like fantasizing about being a school shooter oh my god it is the most like uncomfortable thing i've ever read because he's just like you know it's one thing to be from like the the perspective of Bella where she, and, and like having, you know, Robert Pattinson, Edward being like, I'm too dangerous. 
Like, you can't be around me. But to have yeah. the internal monologue of Edward being like, I want to kill her and I'm going and like I'm gonna kill the whole class and how will I get away and like all this stuff is like <laughs> oh my god hugely like I am like how did she write this and not realize how bad this is <laughs> that's wild I yeah see like that's that is such a perfect example of like why the mysterious object of desire needs to remain mysterious, right? Uh-huh. Because if you know, if you're just just looking at Twilight or or stories like it purely in like the basest mechanical structure terms, right? Mm-hmm. Girl meets boy. Boy seems upset or angry with her for reasons she can't comprehend, right? Uh, and then later it turns out he is conflicted because he is like a, a monster and like he's having like these, you know, these uh, I have these thoughts I can't control. Right. Right. Because uh, because I'm a monster. That's that is the basis of so many great stories. Right. Like that is that's easy stuff. I think critically because we don't like get into de- like he's not saying like okay well I could I could buy a AR15 from this store and I could put the ammo in my locker like you know what I mean like yes. it's not like <laughs> That's literally what it's like. <laughs> right like it's 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 because it's, it's it's not the in the same way that when we when we talk about how funny it is how um obsessed people are with redemption arcs mm-hmm. right and how what, my my go to is like you know when, when you're reading a redemption arc in like a pop story, it's not literally about like oh we we should forgive like brutal dictators or whatever. It's like I don't know like if you're mad at your roommate for drinking your Pepsi or whatever. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's like the kind of real world lesson these these like pop no- novels for kids are imparting, right? right? Because you just kind of sort of fill in the details because everything's vague and it's all fantasy. But this is this this makes it explicit, uh, and you can't you can't walk away from that, right? Like you have to, you're kind of like throwing a gauntlet down at that point, right? Like this, no, this story is about specifically how he wants to blow up a school. Yeah, there's that like Uva Bull movie about the school shooter that like goes on like yeah. the spree killer. It's it's that to me. Like it has it. Has the same effect um uh it would be slower and more difficult trying to take them all down when they were panicked and scrambling moving in chaos not impossible but there would be much more noise time for lots of screaming someone would hear and i'd be forced to kill even more innocents in this black oh hour God. Uh, She would go home to an empty house. Police Chief Swan worked an eight-hour day. I knew his house as I knew every house in the tiny town. His home was nestled right up against the thick woods with no close neighbors. Even had she had time to scream, which she would not, there would be no one to hear. I mapped it out in my head. I was in the middle of the room, the row farthest from the front. I would take the right side first. I could snap four or five of their necks per second. I estimated... Three. Oh it's like God, three I to five snap, pages of this. I could snap four or five necks per second. <laughs> I'm coming around on this. I want to see this. I want to. I want to see like the fucking. It's like the Kingsman church scene. I want to see Edward like battle his way out of the high school now. It's yeah, and it, I mean he like <laughs> it, it's like I said, it's about five pages of this. So it's like oh all the plan, and he goes through all these scenarios because in this moment, which by the way, just a reminder, is the moment that she like walks in the room to biology class. He's like, okay, I'm gonna kill her. Like oh I, I'm not gonna be able to resist. 
this is just going to happen. And so he's like, okay, Uh well, I could kill everyone in the class. Um, But, like, man, I'm going to have to kill, like, more people because someone's going to hear, okay, well, I guess I'll follow her home and kill her there. Like, like, all this stuff. And he goes through all the scenarios um, before he has this, like, moment that is so convoluted where he pictures his own face in his head and then also the face of a monster and then is like wow my my face looks like my dad's face because but he's my adoptive dad but he's taught me to be kind so my face looks more like him now (laughs) and i'm really going to embarrass him if i do this Um, oh my god so that's how he like gets a hold of himself i guess um, and he also remembers he can stop breathing, so he stops smelling her. Um, he gets through the class, and then he go. He skips the next class to go into his car and listen to a CD. Ah, uh, do we? And do we learn what CD it is? What's he listening to? Unfortunately, we do not. Ah, oh, that's too bad. I would love to know what he was listening to to calm himself down after planning out his uh, school murder speed run. Yeah, he says, I played a CD that usually calmed me, but it did little for me now. Oh my god, that's... It was Didgeridoo by Aphex Twin, we know this. <laughs> Obviously it is. This is so funny. So, like, I, I think part of what makes this so, like, repulsive, yeah. right? Is yeah, yeah. I, 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 was, I was thinking about this, because, like, I, I really like vampire stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of them don't really trade in like much less violence right um but i think that this is one that sort of suffers from like uh having kind of one foot in both a human story and a vampire story right mm-hmm. because like i i think about some of my favorite stuff about like uh like a good world of darkness campaign right like a like a vampire the masquerade thing mm-hmm. is that i love the way that all those characters talk about people like i mean they, they literally call them cattle in in world of darkness right yeah because they are they have like it but like that's because like their entire the entire world building of that series is like yeah there is just a different vampire society that considers themselves separate from humans and this is what that looks like right, right? whereas here he is having very similar uh like cold calculating um uh, 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 thoughts about like what he would do if he had to like fight his way out of a school or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Um, that like a character in in, a, in another vampire story might have, um, but because we know that this is a romance, but like a, like a high school romance at the end of the day, <laughs> it like completely throws that out of whack. Like like you, like you can't. It, it's reaching too far into like alienating vampire fiction to to sustain also being a high school romance right like it, it can't do both you gotta you gotta tame it down a little bit if it's if or at least keep it vague like the original book does right like he doesn't say anything about snapping four or five necks per second <laughs> to bella in this book um um i think it's but, weird because uh, i think in most yeah. vampire fiction uh, a lot of the time the violence is kind of like a stand-in for something or me- yes. or mean something uh mm-hmm. in this case it doesn't yeah like it it's is almost... really just violence um right it, it's like again <laughs> uh, like it it really is what it is on its face and he doesn't have any kind of like 
reflection on his own like self or like what it means to be the monster or like mm-hmm. what what separates him from um like the people that he wants to kill um it was only a few pages previous that he was like picking on a bunch of high schoolers <laughs> right yeah um but this is just sort of about nothing which i think is why it feels so like repulsive because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I can't I can't describe it as anything else other than like POV school shooter stuff. It's a vampire novel written by someone who has no inkling of what the vampire is a symbol for in storytelling. This is just like Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> well, no, I mean, like vampires move really fast and uh, uh, drink blood, so he would be really good at killing people. Like, it's just the most, like, nothing, nothing implementation of the vampire. Like, why are there vampires here? <laughs> he could snap at literal. least six necks per second. I could snap that. I mean, like, good for him. That's a really good, uh, good score. But, like, why? What's that for? What does that represent? You know? <laughs> uh, the other intel that we get about him from this scene, because he's, like, ha- he's having this this moment where he's like, wow, am I really going to make this choice? Am I really going to throw away my, like, streak of not killing anyone? Is mm-hmm. that before he decided to become, like, a vegetarian vampire, um, he was, like, a Dexter. Like, he was like, I, I kill killers. Right. Um, yeah. So that's sort of what we what we find out about him <laughs> that's so, that is so funny not never in my like like wildest predictions could i have come up with uh what he was thinking when he was giving bella the stink eye in this scene was it uh you know uh whether or not he can execute you know are, are the devs too lazy to let him uh buffer all these inputs to get six <laughs> six next naps what did you think <laughs> no. that he was thinking what was your guess know. about what was my, happening my, here? My guess was something like, oh, uh, he just found her so beautiful he was confused because he's never felt that way about someone before. Or, like, he could tell that she was looking at him with desire and he's like, don't get close to me. You can't get close to me because I'm a vampire. It'll never work. <laughs> you know, like something like that. Like the standard, honestly, like the standard paranormal romance options. You right? fool. Like, <laughs> it's certainly not like planning his like counter strike like like retake plan you know like I'd, it yeah. was so messed up to read like that's wild i i feel like she wrote it and had no idea how it sounds yeah which is bad it, I, in the current that, climate <laughs> Th- this is painting such a picture of stephanie meyer a really confusing one, honestly, because I, I think the one thing that I knew um, going in, going into reading this is uh, one, one of, you know, one of the things I forgot to mention um, about like, just like the cultural critique and like the context I have about Twilight is that one of the biggest uh, uh, things I remember people saying is like, oh yeah, it's like a secret Mormon novel. Yeah. Right. Like, like it's, oh, it's like a very conservative Mormon uh, 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 fantasy story, abstinence and, porn, as they say. Right? Yes. Yeah. That's the yeah the famous quote about it. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. And I I certainly see. I mean, like 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 noir is very reactionary, right? And mm-hmm. and often very cons- conservative. And so, like, I could I could absolutely see that aspect of it already. 
but there's nothing in this so far that suggests like a um uh like you know squeaky clean religious propaganda story you know what i mean like i'm sure i'm sure that's in there but i think it's going to be a lot more complex and convoluted a, a road to like the the um the religious aspect than i was expecting you know like yeah like when, when, when when people were going like oh it's just a, you know it's a weird conservative uh mormon story i was expecting it that that, that would mean that it would be very chaste and boring and like have like a very i don't know like naive worldview or something instead i mean like this is this is very dark it's a very dark like you know even even without the uh six next snaps per second thing in my chapter um the tone is pitch black right yeah like, like very dark very cynical very depressing um <laughs> uh but, but but what you just said to me wow holy shit like just yeah not very weird imagining uh you know the, the 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 devout christian author writing this like school shooter fantasy very weird yeah it, it almost comes across it's like i feel like she didn't know what to write here like because <laughs> he's not a character and that's fine but this is what it gets filled in with because like of course he's a vampire he wants to kill people right um mm -hmm. but it almost feels like something that like this is the sort of thing that you read and you like take someone aside and are like hey very <laughs> cool but you know what this sounds like right yeah this is this is uh what what you're describing to me feels very like okay i'm i'm kind of surprised a publisher didn't say uh, no are you kidding me? Right. Like, we're editing this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I also, it's like, I think my re rememberings of Twilight is that it's, I do agree, it's very conservative. Um, mm -hmm. And it's very horny at the same time. <laughs> um, but yeah. in, in, that almost feels like an accident, too. I, I saw a quote from her um, when I was sort of refreshing my memory on the, like, wiki of the stuff surrounding the book. And I think that she just straight up said that, like, it doesn't – she thinks that um, there shouldn't be, like, gratuitous sex in stuff for teens, which, right. like – Okay, um, but I think these books are like extremely gratuitous. Um, yeah, it's a it's just a different kind, right? Like yeah, but I guess that's I the mean, thing, she... right? That's the conservative like position is that like the yeah. act of sex is gratuitous. And when I read right. this, when I read about the pale membrane of her skin and like wanting to like drink the flow of her pulse, I'm like that's that's gratuitous. I'm not like totally, against yeah. it, but I'm like you can't you can't say that that's not like. Yeah. An erotic expression. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, like it, it's kind of funny because it's like I, you know, the the vampire again as like the symbol of like you know sexual repression or liberation, like 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 bursting forth after being tamped down for centuries, right? Mm -hmm. Like a classic classic vampire story thing, right? Mm -hmm. It almost feels like this is a vampire story by accident and that like those outbursts are happening in the, in for the author in the moment where oh, she's no. writing, like, like, you know, <laughs> like, like she's writing, uh, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, like, like it's, it's, it's those, those, those outbursts are happening in the story, but it's like coming through in, in her 
taking down all these shitty teens that she remembers from high school and like <sighs> these uh sudden bursts of of violence that she imagines right like yeah like th- this is her uh like her kind of like like acceptable rebellion right yeah of, of like uh, against i mean like this is very i'm getting into like very shaky like like author psychoanalysis territory right sure. but it's hard not to 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 think about it that way and, and it, after being told for decades that like oh yeah this is a really uh christian novel right it's like huh i mean like i i don't disagree i guess but like not not certainly not in the way i was expecting you know like it, it, it it's a it's a novel written by someone who is grappling with their yes i think she's very when you when you read it she's very close to the surface in mm-hmm. in a lot of it I, you just sort of get that impression um, yeah. I'm hoping this whole like kill the whole school thing is like an accident and it's gonna like stop happening. <laughs> I, I do think it's just it we is, get more of them every day he goes. Yeah, I, I think it is rough and and ill advised for her to write a story from his perspective where he wants to kill his high school girlfriend. Um Yeah. I, I just yep. you know, I'm not saying <laughs> yep. it can't be done well in some fashion. Um, but this is not it, as they say. <laughs> I, I, when it comes to like fiction, uh, I'm, I'm definitely a like, well, never say never in fiction, sure, right? But this is a really narrow one, right? This like, is a narrow one. This yeah. is a real narrow. I mean, one. that's the problem, right? Is the person that thinks they can do it is always like Uva Bull, right? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> no, right? Yeah. No, it's not right. you. <laughs> I don't know if the person is out there, but it's definitely not you, Stephanie Meyer. Um, <laughs> I just, I the amount of this novel that I assume takes place in school, mm-hmm. I just, I want to see him come up with different speedrun methods every day. Right. You know, he's going to try a new trick. Like, oh, I'm going to try wave dashing through the teacher uh, <laughs> this time. You gotta try backwards uh, long jumping to build up speed. Backwards long jump out of the cafeteria. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's time for I'm vampires gonna... to have cooler powers. <laughs> Vamp- vampires should be should be wall hacking. Like this is yeah. Um, at one point he um, because when she comes and sits down, he's like gripping the desk, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. She says he like looks incredibly angry with her, and he doesn't, and she doesn't know why, right? Like, um, and she worries. It's like, oh, it's like the the oh, that was the other thing you asked me, like what I imagined he was thinking. Yeah. Right? Um. There's a there's a description, uh, when she comes to class where she's talking about how she's um she like catches a whiff of her of her own hair. She's like, oh, I'm wearing my favorite <laughs> shampoo. Um. <laughs> And it's like strawberry scented. Okay. And I was like, oh, he's a vampire with like super heightened senses. Maybe he's sitting next to her and he's just like overwhelmed by like the chemical strawberry smell or oh, something. Oh, that's me at work. I'm like, the scented products. Put those away. Right, Who brings yeah. scented lotion into the tiny office? Come on. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to exactly. get a headache. <laughs> but like that was, that was my, I was like, oh, maybe it's something kind of cute like that. You know, like. Like, that would oh, be he's cute. He's not so bad after all. He's just misunderstood because he, you know, is reacting weird because he's a hundred year old vampire. No, he's imagining 
popping people's heads like watermelons, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah, he super is. See, there there could be cute stuff. Like like I said, like instead of having it be super dark and horrible, it could be cute. Like what what if it was the strawberry scent cuz he's a vampire and his and his um scent is really strong and like maybe when he can't read her mind, maybe he's interested in her because he's like what kind of creature are you? Mm-hmm. That sounds cute. Yeah. That would yeah. be a motivation. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, at the end of the day, the the misunderstood monster story works when the monster is misunderstood. Yeah. Uh, whereas here, it sounds like uh, everyone who thinks Edward is creepy and weird are right on the money. He seems uh, perfectly, perfectly understood. Uh, this guy is weird. Don't talk to him. He's an asshole. Oh, okay. I found, I found what I wanted to read because he, he grabs the table and I don't know if it says that like specifically. So she's sitting down. My hand gripped under the edge of the table as I tried to hold myself in my chair. The wood was not up to the task. My hand crushed through the strut and came away with a palm full of splintered pulp, leaving the oh shape, <laughs> leaving the shape of my fingers carved into the remaining wood. Destroy evidence. That was a fundamental rule. I quickly pulverized the edge of the shape with my fingertips, leaving nothing but a ragged hole and a pile of shavings on the floor, oh which God. I scattered with my foot. What the fuck? <laughs> this is a Looney Tunes bit. Like, <laughs> this is like Clark Kent going to, to work for the first day at the Daily Planet and just like crushing the desk on accident, going like, oops, do. <laughs> I. I will not say how I got this book, but at this point, I thought maybe I got a fake version uh-huh. of the book. Well, you were like, oh, the the merchant that I purchased this from uh, has has uh, uh, beguiled me. Is this a counterfeit? Is what is I said. Counterf- and then I yeah. went on to Amazon to look at their, like, preview to make, to make sure I didn't, like, accidentally yeah, fan, acquire... Like a fanfic version? Yeah, because this book was leaked, or at least, like, the first part of it. So I was like, is this something that someone, like, rewrote from their memory right. or something? Right. But yeah, no, yeah. this is the real one. Oh my god, that's so funny. But yeah, because the, the, that's that's something uh, uh, worth mentioning, is, is, is Midnight Sun was announced in like 2011 or something mm-hmm. as like sort of a victory lap for the series um and then uh it leaked and she shelved the project until last year um so this is like a new book you know this is this is current honestly uh, that's like the best thing that could have happened to her i'm like thinking like if this had come out at the time, people were still in the frenzy state over Twilight. Yeah. And I think this would have been, <laughs> yeah. like, a, a disaster. Instant one-hit yeah. KO on everyone. Dis- d- discourse unending in 2011, probably, if this came out then. There would, right? Yeah, like, there would be so many, like, dunk videos on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, that, all that stuff is so interesting. Because it's like, I... Twilight is such an easy target. Yeah. Right. To to the point where it's almost boring, right? It's like if you're still making Twilight jokes in 2022, it's like about as interesting as like Nickelback jokes, right? Or it's <laughs> right. just like get, get get do you have any new material, right? That being said, um I <laughs> my, my the the impulse to overcorrect is also maybe equally uh silly, right? Like like this is a very weird 
often very bad book already, just in chapter one. Yeah. Right? Like very, very, very uniquely, uh, interestingly bad, I would say. Right. Um, yeah. Um, it's sort of funny because it's like you wouldn't you wouldn't go into the the section at the bookstore and pull off like the the romance novel that's like the cowboy's baby or whatever it is and then like fucking dunk on it right so it's almost a result of like the marketing more than anything else that we're here in this situation yeah yeah twilight is like i don't want to say victim of circumstance right because stephanie meyer got 750 grand up front to write these books uh and then made lots more money on the back end right Mm -hmm. like victim is the wrong word here um but on the other hand twilight everything we're saying here i think is colored by the context that like and and not for as long as harry potter and not quite at the same height but like it like that it was sort of like engineered to be a smash success when really we kind of talked about this a little bit with like the mister and 50 shades right which i guess is something we also have to consider in future as in relation to this book Uh right um but like there are if if you if you plumb the depths of genre fiction you're going to find some very specifically weird stuff, right? Yeah. And 90% of that stuff flies under the radar because, you know, a few thousand people buy it. Uh, and Twilight kind of like, for for as reactionary and conservative as this book is, right? It's, I feel equally talked about in a very reactionary way where it kind of for for as for as 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 wacky and as outlandish and as incredibly distasteful as this this book clearly is uh, as the series clearly is it is a it is a like a it's a it's a fantasy of desire right mm-hmm. by becoming such a smash hit and becoming something that became so influential it forced everyone to sort of take it more seriously when if you go to the bookstore you could find a million twilights right yeah uh, yeah so many of these there are so many books that, that are just you know not as successful and and i, I like I, I'm, at the same time i don't think that that means that it's not uh good to criticize twilight but more more just like i think that something that is worth considering is that um Twilight is not special. It is no. not unique. Really, they struck gold by finding like a blue balls romance novel and just being like, <laughs> okay, well, teens can read this. Yeah, it's it's it, it it's something that would would have just been an incredibly niche romance novel, but it got pushed into a spotlight by someone who uh I mean, to their credit, they were right right like (laughs) like if we market this the right way this will this will compete with with some of the biggest book releases ever but it feels it's very engineered right like like there's not much unique going on in twilight um you could find the same and much worse (laughs) if you really dig into like what's on the shelf in any given genre right yeah i mean even just like it i i think the like low-hanging fruit of like writing quality people were like oh this purple prose right Mm -hmm. (laughs) there are a lot of these out here yeah yeah i mean i mean i mean like 
honestly, that part is the most charming to me. Yeah. Purely because of, like, the noir connection, right? Like, it's like, oh, yeah, I've read some Chandler. Like, this is right up my alley. At least it takes um, it really far, right? Like, it is so, not pulling any punches with that, and no. that's charming. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, it's it's certainly, like, the most personal stamp that isn't, like, a, a weird author hang-up, right? Like, yeah. it's just a cool style thing that works for me. Um, not all of it is, like, really good either, which, which there there's one line that made me laugh out loud where she was talking about, uh, oh, Bella is talking about, like, the early days of um, her parents' marriage mm-hmm. um, before they diver- divorced. And she says, uh, uh, the early days of their marriage. Those were the only kind of days their marriage had. M dash the early ones, like really, <laughs> <laughs> like I got it, I got it. The first, <laughs> you could just leave it at those were the only days that their marriage had. Like yeah, I get it. Just like a- appending the early ones, just to make sure I got that. Um, See, that stuff drives me crazy, and it's like that stuff, like just could be edited out and the ones that get me really bad are the ones where i'm like wait this doesn't make sense right like because no it's like the early days if you have a certain number of days like some are going to be the later days you know (laughs) if you have two days the early one is day one and the late one is day two so that like i would be reading this and it would say something and be like wait that doesn't make sense like and that's fine that's that's editing right you go through and like the flow of their pulse what does that mean yeah that doesn't really work (laughs) yeah there's a lot of um rough edges i would say to the to the writing itself but 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 because everything else is so insane in this novel that stuff ends up being some of the more charming quirks rather than the more disturbing ones right? yeah you like, just gotta breeze right past it <laughs> um I've, god i wish i knew what cd he was listening i to. know it's it's like I, I think that there are some spots in here where it is going to tell us um, she does have, uh, if we go to, to, to the Twilight website, um, she does have a playlist for Midnight the Sun playlist. So I wonder, yeah, maybe Midnight, the Midnight Sun playlist will. Because uh... doesn't it ha- even have like little like, here's what was happening when? Ooh, maybe. I mean, this should be the first CD. So like our first few songs, One of a Kind by Placebo, Sick, Sick, Sick by Queens of the Stone Age, Down in It, Nine Inch Nails. I feel like these aren't like listen to Calm You Down um, type songs. Yeah, all of those. Listen, I I have been known to listen to some Nine Inch Nails uh, down in it to hype myself up or whatever. Uh, doesn't really calm me down. Well, oh, here we go. Claire de Lune is on here, so maybe maybe he was enjoying a little bit of that. <laughs> oh my god, I I love the idea of Ed- see. This is a problem is that because Edward is so on, it just like like immediately repulsive. Now that we know what he's really thinking, <laughs> yeah. I have to like reinvent the version of him that's like desirable and. Guy, guy who listens to a bunch of rock music, but then has like the the like playlist of like uh, I've got My Way by Frank Sinatra and Claire <laughs> de Lune and like a bunch of classics on here that you know I yeah <laughs> I clean up nice kind of guy right like yeah I want to I want to see this dumb guy playlist yeah absolutely um, the Twilight playlist uh-huh. um, uh, opens with Why Does It Always Rain on Me which feels very appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, We've got In My Place by Coldplay. Okay. We've got uh, 
uh, Here With Me by Dido. Okay. We've got We've got Dreams by the Cranberries. And then we have I'm Not Okay, I Promise by My Chemical Romance. Yes. Specifically the video edit. So I can't remember if that's the longer or the shorter one. Interesting. But, uh, but, but, I mean, Bella, Bella's got some pretty good stuff here. I'll, I'll throw on my chem anytime you know absolutely i just went through a big my chem phase yeah that that comes and goes uh quite often (laughs) it's a good good one time is running out by muse yeah there's some bangers on here sure some some fun stuff here um yeah i (laughs) i just love there's something really funny about the idea of this guy having this insane murder fantasy and then getting in his car and just listening to like Claire de Lune. Like he's just listening to like the Halo 3 announcement trailer music and going like, damn. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's Nocturne, but no, no nonetheless, just like g- guy who found classical music through commercial thing yeah listening to it in his car i mean i I guess it worked because he just goes right back in which seems like the like the stakes are not very high for him like he's like has this (laughs) insane murder fantasy he's like i'm gonna throw away everything that i care about in my life um just to kill this one girl and then he goes out he listens to claire de lune in his car and then he just goes back into the school Sometimes you just need a glass of water, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, yeah, that's true. Just take a I'm minute. I'm surprised. Maybe maybe he just needed a Snickers bar or something, you know? They're, they're, that was their whole marketing campaign for a while of like, ah, I'm a monster. And then they eat a Snickers and they're like, oh, I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's the new face of, of, uh, of candy bar marketing, Edward Cullen. Thank you, Edward. Um, I have one more scene for us and it's the... Um, Excellent. It's the... Um, him trying to get transferred to a different class. Um, I guess the next one in a series of this is crazier than it had any need to be. Um, uh-huh. Because so Bella walks in after him and, and like catches him trying to transfer, right? Yeah. He walks in and you get the scene of him trying to have that conversation with the, um, I, I don't know, like the office lady or whatever. Yeah. Um, and he like turns on his vampire charm and tries to seduce her into changing his class. <laughs> of course. All, yeah. all while reading her mind. And she's like being like, he's too young for me. I don't want to cheat on my husband, but she's oh like being God. charmed. No way. Uh-huh. What? Yep. I just, you don't have, what? like, it didn't have to be like what? that. What? No. Um, oh, my God. I was wondering if you could help me with my schedule, I said, in the soft voice I reserved for not scaring humans. I heard the tempo of her heart increase. Of course, Edward, how can I help? Too young, too young, she chanted to herself. Wrong, of course. I was older than her grandfather. What? What? <laughs> What the fuck? Yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> I don't really have anything to say about this other than like yeah, it's like you have it's like no. two paths diverge in the woods and you take like the craziest one possible. Yeah, pretty so pretty self-explanatory why that one is weird. You don't yeah, take a path, oof. you just like stomp stomp <laughs> through the woods. 
Yeah. Um, Jesus Christ. It, this this book seems very confused about whether it wants Edward to like be mentally seventeen or like right. mentally one hundred. Hmm. Uh, kind of like a convenient what depends on what the story needs kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, sure sure is like that, I think. Hmm. Yeah. I, I mean it makes so it feel like funny. never too inappropriate because it, it literally is whichever. Yeah. Um But yeah. I don't think it, it didn't have to be like that. <laughs> that is that's so funny because, like, he's a vampire. There's, like, plenty of non-weird ways to get that scene written in, like, a nice, cozy teen romance, right? Like, I don't know. He has mind powers. Done. Um, Bella, when she walks in, in into this scene in the, in the receptionist's office, she just says, like, oh, he's being very polite to her. Um, so oh, maybe really? he's in a better mood. Yeah, yeah, he, he, she's she's like, oh, he's being polite, and she she wonders for a moment, like, oh, uh, maybe I'll find out why he was acting so weird, and then he's like, I want to transfer classes, and she's like, oh my god, he hates me, I'm crying, you know, like like it it it's kind of catches her off guard in 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 her version. I don't know if if maybe she forgot what she wrote, but he's like, or, or maybe he his perspective is warped, but he has this whole thing about how he's like eyes turn black when he's angry. Uh, so he's like extra scary right now, and he like looks at her with his like black vampire eyes. So I think that's what. So that's what he does when he leaves the receptionist's uh, office. Because I think that I think that's the um, you know, he had like absurd hatred in his eyes thing, mm-hmm, right? That makes sense to her. But it, but when, but when Bella observes him talking to the receptionist, she goes like, "Oh, he's being very polite. Oh. Maybe things are okay." And then and then she hears that he says like. I want to change classes. And he, she's like, oh, no, he hates me. You know, like. It's true. He does. He, yeah. And then he looks at her uh, scary on the way out. Hmm. Very interesting. Um, I, there is a brief scene at the end where he, like, meets up with his siblings and he gets into his Volvo and drives it really fast. Oh, he's the Volvo driver. Yes. Bella notices the Volvo when she. uh when she pulls into the parking lot, she says that like, Oh, every car here is pretty, uh, you know, standard. Um, um, you know, my truck won't stand out, uh, except this Volvo. That's pretty shiny. That's like the newest car here. Not very good at, at blending in Edward with your, <laughs> with your Volvo. <laughs> with this nice Volvo. Yeah. Yeah. No, she comments that that's like the nicest car there. That's really funny. Mm-hmm. Again, the cars thing. Very author stand in, like yeah, the car, the cars are the, are the character shorthand in this. Yeah, you also get it. But they're all cars that she likes. Yeah, I, I mean, he also like you get a hint of his power, which is that the vampires in Twilight can drive their cars really fast because of their superior reflexes. Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Are we gonna get so so the 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 other Twilight thing that I know about because the movie version is incredible. Um, is the baseball scene because mm-hmm. they play baseball real good because they're the vampires. Yeah. I-, I want the vampire Fast and Furious. I want vampire street racing movie. Uh, I want to see, see them drifting. Yeah, I want to see them doing cool drifts around Washington roads, right? Like that sounds awesome. I think that would be like a like a part in the Twilight video game that's like the top down disco Elysium. Uh, yeah. we- we'd find like the the vampire street racer club. Yeah. Yeah, fuck. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Fuck. 
the rich tapestry that Twilight could be. I know. <laughs> if it wasn't about a weird school shooter guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. What a fun... For for as bad and weird and insane and unsavory as it was, I gotta say, I had a lot of fun reading this. Yeah, for sure. Um, I... I didn't I didn't know that mine was going to be like this. Yeah, I kind of got the better half this week. Um maybe we should cuz 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 we're re- going to be reading uh, uh the, t- the you know the two different novels here. Maybe we should kind of go back and forth so like who who got the better chapter this week? Yeah. Um I think it, it, it insanely me this week, it seems like. Yeah, I, I'm kind of, uh, I think that maybe this book wasn't meant to be written from Edward's perspective. Yeah. Um, so I'm not <laughs> so really sure work. about this one. Has anyone done like a, I mean, like, I, I, there's got to be some tacky, this this was such a big, th- you know, like fucking, they were doing like the zombie versions of Regency fiction and stuff, oh, right? Yeah. Like, has anyone done like, oh, like Pride and Prejudice from mr darcy's perspective or whatever like oh it has that's to be out insanely there right? boring right it would just, like like it just doesn't work if you have the the object of desire be the character like yeah there's usually like can't... a reason that the pov character is who they are right even if you're maybe right. not like consciously aware of it while writing it yeah because it will because it because it needs to be a foregone conclusion that this person is someone our perspective character wants right or has feelings about Mm -hmm. because the really the story is about the perspective character right uh and so anything that that they observe is kind of like a reflection of them making the the object of the romance the like character just throws that balance out of whack i feel like you can write a, a romance from two perspectives but it's not like a cap like there there's a way to write capital r romance right Mm -hmm. the genre um where you can play with like you know a character falling in love with like the the perfect partner right Mm -hmm. um and they need to be perfect you know you know like that like that they they, did the the unrealism of it is sort of a fantasy right yeah um so yeah i don't know what a wild ride. Absolutely insane. And that's one I had a chapter. Great time. Nothing happens that's, in it. Yeah, nothing happens in it. It's but it's just, you know, Twilight just has such a reputation. It I had so many expectations going in. I didn't know what to expect. I just uh am am wowed by how much I had to say about it, I guess, right? And also how crazy your chapter sounded. Just really really interesting stuff. I don't um, think I'm Team Edward anymore. <laughs> I used to be Team Edward. <laughs> yeah, I'm, t- t- I'm Team Edward with the caveat that I pretend that that book doesn't exist. Uh, Fair enough. I, again, what if he just thought that her strawberry shampoo was a little much because he's got heightened vampire senses? Uh, how about even if it was just like, wow, you smell good. Wow, I've never been so attracted. To- I thought I didn't care about humans and all of a sudden right. you fascinate yeah. me. Yeah, exactly. That feels That feels really... That feels like it. I mean, <laughs> fair play. Take the road less traveled, but maybe this one's a little less traveled for a reason, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'd say yeah. so. Yeah. Oh, nevertheless, what a fun first chapter. Hopefully, everyone else enjoys that. Um, do you have anything else 
to cover real quick or should we take a quick break before we check in with uh one mr sloper yeah let's take a break all right hello everyone and welcome back um we have been taking a little detour to the world of Forks, Washington. Um, but uh, they haven't pulled us all the way away from Harry Potter. Um, we still have unfinished business uh, with the subreddit going on at the moment. Um, last week, we had a fun time being little demons, being little devils on the subreddit <laughs> and uh, uh, planting some new Jack Sloper content. Um, and today we're gonna take a look, um, uh, and see if we got any, you know, got any bites, got any, any fish on the hook. Uh, when are we gonna get caught? <laughs> I, I feel like that's the thing, is, like, I don't think that the posts are obvious, or I don't even think you could tell. However, having the name Jack Sloper, it just takes one mod to, like, reread Order of the Phoenix and be like, wait a second. <laughs> This little, this little <laughs> demon on our subreddit. Um, well, the mods, the mods seemingly are uh, watching out for us because uh, <laughs> we did get one very rude response on our ranking of the series. Yeah. Um, someone named Lick a Dick <laughs> replied, <laughs> and I guess this was immediately deleted because this is not visible on the page anymore. Um. But I got a notification that says, I hate to be the one to say it, but if you're ranking Cursed Child third on your list in this sub, just no. <laughs> this is a crazy thing to say to someone. Like, yeah, th this is what posting does to your brain. <laughs> Get the idea of getting like territorial about uh, 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 someone's ranking, you know, it's like, oh, on this subreddit, you can't be serious. Get it's out of so, get out of this town. So good to me. I love it. I'm really happy with that. I feel so um, bad for someone um, who's who's sincere saying something, getting that response. Like, yeah. that's what really gets me is that I'm just like, I don't know, it's on the Harry Potter subreddit. And you're just like, I liked this, the Harry Potter play. Get out of town. Get out you're of not town. welcome here. Get out of here. That's messed up. I do kind of worry. Maybe we'll have to cook up another thing either today or in a different episode because I think maybe our rankings post was maybe too stealth mode. Oh like, no. <laughs> like it didn't it didn't pop off nearly as much as uh Dumbledore in the cave question about why people does love to answer questions like why about does the lore. Boat. Yeah, Wha maybe that <laughs> that's like an all-timer though. <laughs> Um, but we did get a few replies, uh, whether these are, um, you know, natural or whether perhaps our, our adoring fans have maybe juiced the replies a little bit here. I, 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 there's one incredible one here that I, I would like to say if is, if anyone out there is responsible for very funny. Um, so if you remember, we commented on the, uh, can you choose your own Patronus in the game post? Sorry. Oh, What's up? Everything uh, okay? Yeah, I Earl is at my door. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I was like, what the heck is that? <laughs> Sorry, Earl please continue. Earl wants to be the third chair. 
I'm sorry if there's meowing. Uh, so if you if you remember, we um, floated our dark Patronus idea on the subreddit. I love this idea. Um, that, that perhaps uh, a dark wizard would channel their most negative feelings to make an evil animal, right? Right, right. So uh, I, I would just say, I don't know if this is a natural comment or uh, uh, perhaps one from uh, a fan of ours juicing things a little bit, but it's very funny. So if, if this was you, please step forward. It was very funny. Thinking about the time my Burger King iced coffee was 90%, 95% cream to summon a darkest horse. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking right. That's right. That's exactly the kind of thing I want. That's the, that's the renegade option right there. Um, as for the post we submitted, are rereading the series again? Uh, oh, Earl, I hear. Earl, shh. <laughs> he has Aww. this toy that he really likes and he like walks up with it and like meow, meow, meow. I think he either thinks it's his baby or he thinks he's like brought me a dead mouse or something. Aww. It's okay, baby. That's so cute. He wants it's to join okay. in. It's <laughs> okay. He's saying hello. Hi, Earl. We love Earl. Earl is our new mascot. No more Dobby. Dobby's over. Dobby's over. We love the cat. Someone uh, replied to our uh, our post about rereading the series again. Um, I'm glad someone out there likes Order of the Phoenix because it is consistently bottom tier for me. It's really hard for me to be objective with one through four because I was so young when I read them. I was in middle school when five came out and it was my first time being critical of the series and so maybe I'm being unfair. I'm also not a big play reader, so I think that hindered my reading of Cursed Child. I'm a fan of musicals, but seeing it on the page, it was really hard to get a read on the tone. Didn't have a great experience, but maybe my mind will change if I ever get to see it when ticket prices aren't so high. They reduced it from a two-night show to a one-night show, right? It will be interesting to see what they take out. Very earnest. Very nice. Very nice, Very nice comment. I, I, like I agree. That. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy for them. I personally think books four through seven are a bit harmed by their length and could be a bit improved by cutting some of the unnecessary content, but I know that's a bit of an unpopular opinion. I do like Goblet at one, if only because I also enjoy a Torment arc, even though I think it could be a, use a bit less Ron drama. So true. Torment arc. I torment love that. Arc. It changed for me, too. When I read them as a kid, I thought they were good and well-written. <laughs> I sense a listener. I think that might be one of ours. Which we would never ask for because that's against no. the Reddit terms of service. And it's against Reddit TOS, but if you naturally came to the subreddit and saw this post and agreed with it. There's uh, nothing wrong with putting in your two cents. Yeah, absolutely. My criteria is always the same and will always be the same. How fun to read Snape is. I did like in Cursed Child how future Hermione became the second coming of Snape. It's really inspired. I agree. I agree with this this commenter, who I'm sure came to this naturally on the subreddit, <laughs> and decided to put in their two cents. Uh, and then finally, Johnny Gunn responds, Mine changes, except for change, Chamber of Secrets. It's always in last. My current order is 4367512. So, <laughs> conspicuously not ranking eight there. That is conspicuous. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Did any of our other comments attract uh, any attention? Because um, we, you know, we we posted a few. How much karma do we have? We have four hundred and seventy-seven karma. 
Wow, that's nice. Pretty good, right? We're 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 we're. What can you do with Reddit karma? Is it just like a sign of how not a troll you are, basically? Like we're just building I, armor. Can you give awards any of the awards with it, or is that oh, is it all real money? I think that's all the coins because we have we have one hundred Reddit coins. Oh, maybe we should find an, a post to give an award to. I think, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see. Wait, uh, can we give an award to the um the one about the dark horse? Oh, with the burger, the Burger King. Uh, my Burger King, one? I, like darkest horse. Yeah, can we? Is there a way to give an award? Give award. Um, is it like a faux pas to give a reward? award to someone who's like replying to your post is that a reddit faux pas i don't know i i feel like maybe like oh you agreed with me (laughs) here's your award well i think there are some because the awards are like little emotes basically Mm -hmm. and so i think there's some that maybe express like a thank you for agreeing with me thing okay Um, I mean, I don't care about a Reddit faux pas, to be clear. I'm just but curious. Just curious about this. So, like, there's one that's, like, a Reddit. So, that's, like, the Reddit. The, what's the... Do you remember what the name of it is? The little guy? The, the Snoo? Something it, like that. It's, like, the Snoo or something like that? Yeah. Um. So, we have a hundred coins. Um. Which isn't much, but there are a few emotes we could respond with here. Okay. Um, so in our price range, there's one that's like, okay, so it's like a cat face palming. And so that's definitely uh, not, no. no. Um, there's, a uh, uh, the snoo kind of making a, like, face. He's like, like, uh, he's, he's, he's biting his lip. I don't really know what this I is. I don't know about that. That's yeah. not. Nope. To me, this looks like a must not fap or some dumb shit like that or something. So no, we're not going to do that. Um, there's one that's just a trace drawing of uh, Phoenix Wright, but it's this new. He's pointing. Okay. Ooh, maybe this one. <laughs> there's the, there's the, the shot from the great Gatsby movie um, where Gatsby, Leonardo DiCaprio is like holding the martini glass up at the viewer like. Oh, do that one. Based I like that. Epic. Yeah. Yep. Epic. Epic reply. I'll drink to that. Let's sip to good health and good company. Yeah. Uh, okay. We have given. We have given. <laughs> the all <laughs> drink to that award. Oh, it feels so good to give back to our listeners. That's right. <laughs> Enjoy your funny little Leonardo DiCaprio snoo. Whoever that is. Uh, that that wiped us out. We are out of Reddit coins, and I am definitely not buying that any more. That wiped us out. Yeah, we had we, had... Well, so <laughs> we, we, we got I think a hundred Reddit coins when someone gave us Reddit silver or whatever. Oh yeah, a, like a couple years ago. Um, so uh, uh, we 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 finally paid that forward. I think. Wonderful. I, don't know I think you... that it was a very deserving comment. So I'm pleased with our choice. <laughs> Let's, uh, I think, I think we've got to sow a few more seeds here. Okay. Let's head on over to the Harry Potter game subreddit and see if they've been going stir crazy now that there's been a couple weeks since their last dose of news, you know? Yeah. Do you think different seasons will bring with them different seasoned events slash holidays? 
They love to be obsessed with the seasons and the, like, time passing. I don't think this is going to be, like, a... Like a like a time-based kind of game other than for the crafting materials yeah maybe crafting materials and maybe just like you know but at different stages of the game it'll look slightly different outside you know but like maybe there's yeah, a that's christmas just gonna follow mission the, that'll just follow the story though right yeah because you're doing a year of school right mm-hmm. so yeah like it's gonna be uh like you know winter when you get there and it's going to be summer when you finish the story right like that's that's just maybe there'll be like the the rpg like you talk to someone and it'll give you the like point of no return like are you sure you want to go to christmas is there anything (laughs) else you wish you want to do first once once you've given this character a christmas gift they may leave your party forever Mm -hmm. um uh there's a thread here asking become an animagus. What animal would you like to transform into? I think this is perfect for Jack Slope. That's a good one. Uh, so people are saying dragon, dog, bear, bird. Um, we are Slytherin. We are Slytherin. Snake. We... Snake. I just hope we don't die like Astoria Malfoy. Oh, fuck. Perfect. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So how about um, I would like to turn my character into a snake snake dot 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 i know i know typical slytherin <laughs> uh okay what should we now do i go with the real um like a uh, uh, nervous sweat smiling emoji here, or do I go up carrot, up carrot, semicolon? Um, why can't I picture the up carrot, up carrot, semicolon? Hold on, let me. You know, you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about this, this bad boy. Oh yeah, do that. Do I that? haven't seen that one in a long time. Yeah. Typical Slytherin. Um, now let's talk about Astoria. Um. Although, does anyone know if that means we'd technically be a maledictus? I'd hate (laughs) to have my character (laughs) just die midway through the game because I chose Snake. How's that? I'm like, maybe this blows our cover, but also maybe like we're like one of those Redditors that just brings up the same thing. Yeah. All the time and all their comments. Like you can go to their user history and you're like, wow, you just keep asking different subreddits (laughs) the same question. Well, it's weird. What's with the maledictus thing? I don't know. We'll never get an answer. Maybe we will in the new Fantastic Beasts (laughs) film that comes out in two weeks. (laughs) Two weeks. This movie. Fuck. Okay, so comment. I'd like to turn a character into a snake. I know, I know. Typical Slytherin. Okay. Uh, let's see. What else have we got here? Will Hogwarts Legacy will be one of the top-selling video games of all time? No. <laughs> I I want it to fail, and I, pro- you know, it's like probably an off chance. I'm sure it'll succeed, but it's not going to be one of the top-selling video games of all time. No. Let's see. 
Ooh, I, I, the 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 actual comments here from the subreddit are pretty muted on this front. Mm. The top comment is, I think it will be the best Harry Potter game, but it won't be a groundbreaking game. That's, yeah. Yeah, I'm probably. thinking one of the top games of the year may be great Harry Potter game, very good RPG, but not necessarily considered in the A-League of games. Oh, like Red Dead Redemption 2 <laughs> and Skyrim and... Uh, well, this person cites probably not Breath of the Wild levels Probably of not Elden Ring. Yeah, so yeah. It's going to be no Elden Ring, that's for sure. But I think I gotta get current. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, but I think us Potterheads will love it, and that's more than enough for me. Yeah. So, wow, really, kind of bummer vibes in this thread. Someone says, uh, "There's no way to predict that. We don't even know if it's a good game." Ooh, they're getting a little realistic in here. Maybe it's settling good in for them. Good for them. That's gonna help. Yeah. Temper the uh, disappointment. Who cares if it's early or not? Not like our predictions are going to mean if the game of the year or whatever. LMAO, seriously, who cares if people want to predict or not? Simply based on what you know, how well you think the game will do, your answer does bot matter in any way. IMO, if it's done right, it's definitely going to beat Elden Ring. But it has to be done right. Elden Ring will be hella hard to beat, IMO. It's also the reason yeah. they didn't release it earlier this year, so they didn't have to compete for Game of the... Well... No, you still have to compete for Game of the Year if it's in the same year. I just want Yeah, maybe they'll release it next year. <laughs> uh they'll have a much better chance next year. I am Oh, okay. So oh, this is their strategy that they're planning out here. Oh, Elden I don't Ring. think it's I don't think it will be in contention. <laughs> am I am I just like overcorrecting? Is that what I'm doing? I, like I want it to fail so bad, but no, I'm just like, I, I don't think so. I I think it's just that the, I I think I think that like I have a, a maybe too cynical worry that like it not looking good won't matter you know but i think mm -hmm. you're right in that like it didn't look fucking good like it, it right like, from from strip strip all of the harry potter drama stuff all the all that context away and just like look at it as a if, if i was shown that as an advertisement for an open world game i wouldn't have cared it's just i i, I think that that like it being harry potter is going to make it sell too much you know what i mean like most people don't care about harry potter though yeah, yeah. i don't know i, I guess i, I guess know. if anything it's going to be the measuring stick right like it's going to be like you know who i, I it, it'll be like the show of like 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 does this demographic care about it anymore you know like right. no, nothing better to gauge that than a new video game uh in fact someone someone else they're getting into it they're really getting into it here um i'm gonna read this comment and then their incredible reply harry potter is popular but the core fans are females in their 20s and 30s the percentage of gamers in this group is not that high although the numbers are rising hardcore gamers might ignore the game because harry potter is for kids there definitely is a venn diagram overlap for harry potter mm, using some of our terminology here for Harry Potter fans and video game fans, but it's not as big as it is for franchises like Star Wars or Marvel. There's a reason why a AAA Harry Potter game wasn't attempted yet, because it's a bit of a gamble how many people of both groups you can convert. The number of views, the reveal trailer is a very good sign. Hopefully this game... 
will at least be decent from a video game point of view. If it gets decent reviews and sells well, it might open doors for more Harry Potter games. This is this one is a bit of an experiment, though, for the publisher. It has to show that the audience for such games is big enough to justify investing $50 million in its development. And then the first reply is, why are core fans females? Never change, Reddit. <laughs> Why? Why are core fans females? Why are core fans females? <laughs> Why? Why? Are Why? Fans females? Fuck. Why are core fans females? Uh, okay. So should we weigh in here? This might be a little. Jackson. I was gonna say like I I wanted to go for the uh, it's no Elden Ring, um, but that's someone already did. <laughs> People are doing that for real in here. So right. So. I guess the joke's on me. Ooh, here's a good one. Older games reference. I know they are going to do a good job using the books and movies as references in the game, but I my heart would melt if I see any Easter eggs from the old PC games. Sorcerer's Stone, Chamber of Secrets, Prisoner of Azkaban. Probably a lot of us played these games in the past, and I was thinking about how cool it would be playing the Hogwarts Legacy and seeing something like the two pigs screaming from Hagrid's Hut from the Chamber of Secrets game. A Spongify rug anywhere. The Chocolate Frog Wizard card. Any similar sound effects from the old games. Maybe some magical creatures. Moving pictures from the old games. Selling NPCs. Seeing uh, NPCs selling cards. Do you have anything from the old games you would love to see as an Easter egg? This is our domain. We've played a bunch of these. Okay, how about this? Yeah. I hope we see Birdie Bot's beans. Yes, I hope we see Birdie Bot's beans. Could you imagine the bonus bean room in full HD? <laughs> yes. Could you imagine? Yes, the there bonus it is. Bean Can room? you imagine? The bonus bean room in full HD. Just what we've always wanted. <laughs> it's no Elden Ring, but. It's no Elden Ring, but if they put the bonus bean room in, it might have a chance. <laughs> Uh, I'm buying a PC game. Wait, I'm, oh, I'm buying a, okay. I'm buying a gaming PC just to play Hogwarts Legacy. Buying a good gaming PC is on my bucket list since a while now, but now that Hogwarts Legacy is announced, it became my top priority. Okay. Questionable. <laughs> Lots of other great games you could play on PC. Just going to throw that out there. Mm-hmm. What's one mod you would like to see? Seeing as the PC version will have some sort of modding community, what kind of mods, outrageous or small, would you like to see? Ooh. Uh, playable Dobby, obviously. Playable Dobby. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I would like to be able to play. Should we say Dobby specifically, or should we just say, like, house elf? No, it's Dobby. It's, it's got to be Dobby. As Dobby. We Put XD. I would love to be able to play as Dobby XD. Uh, we don't know how long house elves live, so maybe it would even be canon. Dot dot dot. I <laughs> just like the idea of Dobby hanging out with Deke. That's good. Yeah. That's the good shit yeah. right there. Yeah. Harry Potter game. Uh, let's go to the new tab. 
Put a couple more down. Spell challenges, the interior design, old game reference. Okay, so we're 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 making some pretty new posts here. A tragic side quest. Yes. Do you think we'll come across someone who becomes an obscurial? The thought just came to me. And while a happy ending would be nice, I can't help but strongly imagine a tragic ending that teaches us the magical world isn't all sunshine and rainbows. This is just like that Witcher 3 side quest that made me cry. Oh my god, yeah. Which one was that? It's the it's so oh. dumb. It's the it's the one with the where you dive for the pearl yeah. for the guy's wife and then the it's so sad. Yeah, the one where it turns out that the, his wife has memory problems and he's trying. Yeah, to, like yeah. caught me off guard because I was like, it's such an annoying quest because the diving is horrible mm-hmm. and then you get to the end, and you're like, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah, we need. That yeah, is a good one. We need some sad quests. <laughs> the top comment here is what's obscurial. <laughs> Harry Potter fans That's me. Yeah, Harry Potter fans don't fucking know or care about Fantastic Beasts. Ah, uh, that's great. That's great to see. Someone replies, watch slash rewatch the Fantastic Beasts movies for a better understanding, and someone else then replies, or don't, because they're not very good. <gasps> Holy fuck. That's wonderful. I also like the rewatch, like the <laughs> Like really, the the movie is mostly about Obscurial, so I love the idea that like you <laughs> can watch forgot. it and be like, I don't really understand. <laughs> That's your opinion, and TVH, not one I've seen often. They were great IMO. I mean, critically, they've been very poor, poorly received, especially the second one. Most fans of the franchise still enjoy them, although oh, this is a classic slap fight. Fuck yes, yeah. Uh, most fans of the franchise still enjoy them all the same. It's in the universe. And at the end of the day, a critic's opinion is still an opinion. I highly recommend they watch for themselves and find out instead of just going off what you say on Reddit, LMAO. Uh, I'm getting mad in real life. (laughs) Should we, is it too dangerous to like wade into the argument? I mean, no. What should we, should we say something? Should we, should we should we like just say like I like the we just say like I like the a rumpet scene or something. <laughs> Wait, what is my favorite scene from Fantastic Beasts? Uh, it's cool when the Zulu steps on the shelves. Um, yeah, that looks pretty good. Um, there's the. It's maybe Mads Mikkelsen will make the movies good. The Niffler. Oh my God, that's such a powder keg. <laughs> sure that's is. that's a that's playing with fire just wading into this argument about fantastic beasts and saying like i hope mads mickelson nails it <laughs> i hope mads mickelson saves the series <laughs> let's see <gasps> i think mads mickelson will turn it around i like the implication that like it's bad but you're not saying that yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna insert ourselves into this into this argument. Jack Sloper stepping in perhaps to help here. It would be cool. Okay, so yeah, so we'll, if I, okay if I step in specifically at I mean critically they're very poorly received, especially the second one, and say like mm-hmm. we're being diplomatic. It would be cool <laughs> if Mads could help make. The third one, better received, exclamation point. Do, Very diplomatic. Do we dare put a smiley face here, or is that put, pushing it? 
I think that's great. It's good to be friendly online. We're all just talking about Harry Potter. Okay. Smiley, smiley face. face. Smiley face. Do you think we should also comment like uh, like uh, an idea for a tragic side quest, maybe about a maledictus? Uh, yes. Actually, this one's fair. This so this this is kind of creating a little story arc for us on this because remember, there's the person who was saying, "I wonder if the Slytherin companion's like sister or whatever is sick," and we asked, "Like, maybe oh she's yeah, maledictus." So like. Uh, so let's, so, so here, here's our cover. We say like, I think another thread was also having this discussion, but there's the part of the trailer where it seems like perhaps the Slytherin companion is or knows someone who is really sick or or sick slash cursed maybe there's a quest where someone is a maledictus yeah and if we don't help them they turn into a creature and die and die Turn into a snake and die. <laughs> or maybe... Like Astoria Malfoy. <laughs> like Astoria Malfoy did. Or they... Oh! Or they become a powerful snake you have to fight, like Nagini... Based uh, on your choices in the quest. Love when our choices matter. Uh, that way, it's a quest where there's no real good ending. Uh, just different levels of bittersweet. And then like uh, a sad emoji. Now that's gaming. <laughs> Windows period. Where's the where's the like single tier emoji? Yeah, there we go. Comment. Boom. Jack Sloper, the god, knows exactly what he wants from this game. If this like happens in the game, I'm never talking about Harry Potter again. <laughs> if, like if we're right never. about this, if we're right about this specific prediction. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, do you want to round this out with a thread on on this forum? Oh, sure. Should we, should we create a post? See, see what the temperature's like here. What 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 would be a good question to ask the gamers? Oh, maybe we should ask them about something like like Do you want feature? Ooh, yeah. Do you? Hmm. I wonder. Should we go just like with a really broad like gamer argument thing? Like, mm. uh, do you want a cover system? Oh. Or something like that? You know? Yeah. Do you want to be I mean, able to aim didn't... down sights? I'm trying to remember what, what was in the trailer because it's sort of like. Because the, the trailer's combat is all like really like third person y, you know, like kind of camera zoomed out kind of thing. 
Right. But I'm pretty sure you don't see any cover or anything in that. Or mm-hmm. or aiming with the wand. And I feel like those are these are like such minor features that cause endless arguments in like any video game, right? Like people who don't like aiming down sights or people who hate chest high walls in games, right? Like I'm I just think that maybe the subreddit isn't actually gamer. Like, okay, I know they play games, but I feel like they're not like deep into the gamer argument mm. types. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to think of something like more broad than that. Do hmm. Um. Oh, do you want to? Do, do you want emotes in the game? Hmm. Like, like we won't say Fortnite dances, but but like leave that on the hook for people to go like fuck Fortnite or something, right? Like, what if it's like? Do you think there will be emotes in the game? Yeah, yeah. So this, I, this one's good because like I I think that this is we saw that person asking for like sitting. In another right. thread, right? For, like, RP and, like, photo-taking stuff. Yeah. So maybe we could be like, oh, like, do you think there'll be emotes in the game? Yeah. Do gamers like emotes? I, I, yeah, they I must. Think, I think that is a contention, because a lot of people, they say, they, that's that's Fortnite. That's cringe to have emotes in the game. So Final Fantasy XIV has emotes, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I got the dance last time I... yeah. Like a, spe- a different There's dance. like a bunch of dances, yeah, in Final Fantasy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I got my first dance. Okay, so let's do... Um, do you think there will be emotes in the game? How's that for our title? Just just plain and simple. Uh, first line. Do you think there will be emotes in the game? Again, just repeat the first line. Absolutely. Uh... uh I'm not sure if we saw any evidence of this in the trailer, uh, or, or excuse me, in the state of play. I'll put the SOP. That's what the people in the know call it. Oh, yeah. In the SOP. But I think it would be kind of cool if we could equip different emotes on our wizard for photo mode and even for interacting with other NPCs. Nothing fancy, but it would be cool slash funny if characters reacted if you danced or pointed <laughs> or laughed or something near them. What kinds of emotes would you want to see? Do That's a good question. <laughs> do you think this is a possi- possibility? And then we can flare it as idea discussion. Wait, can we add something else too? Yeah. Can we add like it's a must if we ever get multiplayer like Red Dead Redemption? Yes. Oh fuck. Yeah. Because they love to talk like circles around that. Um. So that's a good one to get in there. I've been thinking about it because it's an absolute must. If the game has any multiplayer, 
I know they haven't shown any, but maybe there will be some slash they would add it. They will add it later in DLC or something. Im <laughs> Imagine <laughs> a bunch of wizards all dancing on hmm what's like a feature of hogwarts it would be funny like like to like invoke here like a uh, bunch of wizards all dancing on the whomping willow or something oh no it wouldn't be they wouldn't have the whomping mm. willow they wouldn't have the whomping willow jack sloper would know that um on the tables in the great yeah, hall the tables in the great Hall. That would Beautiful. be really funny. Beautiful. Post. All right. Well. How how are our posts doing? Did we get any karma? Uh did we get any karma? Yeah, whoa, we've gotten a bunch of karma since uh we Oh we have four hundred and eighty-nine karma. Nice. And uh, uh, you asked earlier how much we had, and I said four seventy-seven. So holy shit! Nice. No, oh, what po what post is so popular? So no, um, no new comments, but we got a bunch of upvotes on. Uh, reread the series again in the last. Huh. I guess because we commented, we gave the, someone an award, and we commented. So maybe maybe we're just bumping these posts, and people are like, "Yeah, I also enjoy the." Um. Oh, and Curse somebody child. gave us the the silver award. Wow! Let's, what did we What did we do? Oh my god! All right, thank what? you, thank you to whoever did this for us. This is definitely <laughs> <laughs> happening live. Um, someone has given the silver award to people are tweaking recipes all the time. Though, remember New Coke? That's fucking thank right. You. Remember new, new Remember Coke? Remember New Coke? All right. That's a good post. All right. Well, we have we have sown some more seeds. Um, and I suppose we will uh see if those like I said, I think we might have been a little too stealthy with that with that one last mm -hmm. week. So maybe maybe asking the gamers gamer stuff will 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 rattle the cage a little bit more. Yeah. Um is there anything else you think we should cover here, or shall we take this one to the close? I think we can take it to the close. All right. Our theme song is Hot McGonagall by Cheshire Moon. Huge thanks to them, as always, for letting us use that as our theme song. You can find them in Bandcamp, and you can find us at patreon.com slash shriekcast. Uh, we have lots and lots of bonus content there for you. We uh, <laughs> explored the world of John Grisham, Goodreads comments last week and a lot of other fun stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and we will be putting more up there soon. And Liz, I can finally ask you this again. <laughs> what are we reading next week? So I think, I think we're just reading chapter two of Twilight and I will be reading chapter two of Midnight Sun called Open Book. I will have to consult the spreadsheet again yeah. that like lines up the chapters, but I'm pretty sure that's well, what we're doing. Let me double doing. check. Is my, what's my second chapter called? Okay, mine is also called Open Book. So these are the same 
chapter, it seems like. Wonderful. All right. So, well, uh, we have taken our own advice, so I guess I can't leave it on uh, <laughs> read another book. You can read what you want. You're free. Class is dismissed on that front. Yeah, read whatever. Read whatever the fuck you want. Uh, but as always, try reading a book. Try reading a book. <laughs> we'll have to workshop that one. Yeah, yeah. Makes ocean roll seem tame. But I know what you're after if you catch a eye. Cause this hot mama is just a cat in disguise.